The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Gotta give you a little, gotta give you a little. We gotta pump each other up a little bit. It's been a rough, rough couple of days. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you're doing well out there. We're Sports Stake. I'm Rob Ellis. That's my guy, Tone to Shields. Tone, what's up, my man? How you making out? I'm doing all right. But first of all, Rob, first of all, you're talking about a couple of days. It's been a rough month, my G. Come on, man. I tried to I tried to minimize it. It's a lot worse. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Call it what it is. Yeah, man. Look, it's It's a walk like a duck and it quack like a duck. Damn it. What the hell is it, Ari? It's a duck. Yeah, (laughs) I think we all need the duck next time, uh, you know, the Eagles offense gets out there or whatever. But yeah, they haven't won tone since November 26th. That uh, that walk off the Jalen walk off uh, against Buffalo. So we will be. So the Eagles play on the 25th, so Christmas Day, right? So it'll almost be an entire calendar month since they won a game. It's been a long time since we could say that, right? I mean, it has been a it's been a minute. Good in a good way, thank God. But we it's and been a long time. And the sad part about it is they have an opportunity to ruin not only the last bit of leftovers we have for Thanksgiving, <laughs> but they also have an opportunity to ruin the no, Christmas hand. No. Uh, here's what I let's, think. Let's think about that. Have well, an opportunity to ruin the Christmas hand. I will. All right, let me ask you because I have to work, so my my situation is a little bit differently, and I don't know what you're. If you have do, I got to work. You yeah, I got to work as well. Okay, I, yeah, okay. I so I'd be well. curious for people in the chat with the start time being, you know, what is it, four twenty-five? I believe is the is the start on four thirty. Okay, four thirty start time on Christmas Day for those who celebrate. I get it. If you don't, it just, you know, I get it. Doesn't apply. But for those who celebrate Christmas, 
4.30, how do you handle it? Do you do the, do you eat before? Do you try and time it up with halftime? Do you do it after the game? Or do you just say, screw it, man, we're going to eat. The game will be on. It'll be background noise. You know, I'm not letting, uh, you know, a sports event affect my Christmas. I'd be curious how people in the chat uh, respond to that. So here's my plan, right? Okay, so Mario says, uh, Italian family, they start at one, so it's perfect. So he's done. He's done by then. And, and, good, uh, good, Mario, right. good. Sixers play as well uh, that day. So it's going to be a busy day, man. Um, I, I Barbara Carroll, uh, Rob Tone needs a Christmas tree. I have one, but I here's the deal. Just, oh, where have you been, Barb? Let's go yeah, full transparency. Been? So <laughs> I'm basically in like a different location every single day because I have work going on that's loud in the house. And right now, where I've come to you from the last two days was the with the little tree in the background, which I thought was a nice holiday look, you know, whatever. But I just can't do it right now because it's so loud on my my bottom two floors. So last Friday, I came to you from my son's room. Today, I'm in my daughter's room. So this is, you know, I'm I'm doing what I can, man. I got to adapt and overcome. That's what I'm doing right now. Hey, listen, sooner or later, you'll be in the doghouse. Well, I've been there. Not sooner or later. I, I've been there. <laughs> I know I, I've taken up residence in the doghouse, Tone. Um, oh, yeah, but so now I'm, I'm just curious. So we're all right. Marcus says we're eating Sunday this year and I'm off Monday. So Eagles on Monday. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. I get it. I get it. That's good. Uh, Richie says Eagles take their fans for granted, not watching. I don't know about that. Christmas vacation, home alone. Yeah, I, Eagles fans will be watching in some capacity, I think. Eat during, according to Chester. Okay. All right. This is good. I like See, it. I like getting I'm involved. afraid to eat during because my appetite can go. <laughs> if you want to, you're going to eat before then. You better eat before. I'm, I'm eating before or, or I'm eating far, far, far after. So, um, but most likely before because, again, when I watch the games, I don't have the, I don't have the patience or the, the, I can't sit still sometimes. I know what you mean. It's so, not casual. You can't do it in a casual manner. Yeah. One time, yeah. one time I'm watching the game and, you know, uh, I ordered some food you know, to come before, but it came a little later. Right. And um, midway through a second quarter, I can't remember when or who they were playing, but midway through a second quarter, it was, you know, it was getting critical. Yeah. Who came late. And. Man, that cheesesteak lasted until the damn post game because I couldn't, I, I just couldn't sit with, I couldn't eat it and enjoy it. And yeah. thank God they won the game. But you know what I mean? It was no, just, I, I can appreciate that. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like I would, and I see some folks will eat during it. I get it. I totally get that. You know, I, and I, I understand where people are coming from eating and watching William. Totally get it. I'm with you though, Tone. See, I'm, it's different for me because I, I have, I chart every play mm-hmm. and I'm screaming and yelling. And it, it doesn't make for a, a way to digest comfortably or any of that. Like I got to eat. I'm yeah. either before or after. Yeah. The good thing is even the game will be over about seven 30. That's not crazy late to eat. If you want to just do like a, you know, throw an app down before the game, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. get the game out of the way and then you could have your meal either way kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you don't want to have any, uh, you know, grease stains on the, uh, <laughs> you know, on the chart of play sheet, you know, quick question before we get quick question before we get this thing started. Right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about eating during games, right? Are you the type of person that can like drink and eat? And what I mean is like, you know, drink like a beer and eat food. Cause I can't, I can't drink, I can't drink alcohol and eat at the same time. For some I, reason, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really yeah. work, with, work with my taste buds. I can, but I prefer not to. I'd rather, I'd rather eat them separately. Like if I'm, yeah, you, uh, we've all done this. I'm sure you sat down at a bar, you order something that, you know, hey, give me, give me cheesesteak while French I fries. I've ordered like French fries. Like I, fries. I, can, I yeah. can do French fries and drink like a beer, but I can't yeah. eat like a meal. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, I can, but I don't prefer that. Like I like usually if I sit down to eat dinner, if we're just like at a place and we're eating, I don't usually get any an alcoholic beverage. I don't usually do that. My yeah. wife always does. She's like, you don't want anything? I'm like, nah, I can't eat and drink at the same time. She, go, yeah. she goes margarito or whatever well, right. it is. So I'm not like a mix. I'm not a spirits drinker. I'm not like wine. I'm not like, hey, give me a scotch or give me a, or give me a margarita. I, I like beer and I don't. Yeah, I would prefer to just have the beer separately from from my meal. I'm, man's I think man, give me that, give me that Yingling or some Guinness. Yeah, man's exactly. man. Yeah, <laughs> I did have a couple of Guinness over the weekend. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Guinness are great, but they'll fill you up quick. You, you, yes, Guinness is like it's not that as dark, bad dark as beer, soda, but it gets the you. Dark beer, do it. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So, big news today, and this is not good news. Landon Dickerson has to get thumb surgery. Now, everybody, everybody want to get their surgery now, huh? Well, yeah. So he's out and he's definitely out for the Giants game. They're not IRing him, which again speaks to they'll have him ready for the playoffs. But, you know, thumb surgery for, in a position where you're constantly using your hands, I don't love it. You know, we saw how the the issue affected on the other side of the ball, you know, Hassan Reddick. And, and he, he wasn't certainly playing at his best when that was the case. So we'll see with Dickerson. Um, it's not what you need because right now we still don't know what the status is of Cam Jurgens with the peck. So you could be down two of your, you know, both your guards uh, right now. And so Opeta jumped in for, for, um, for Cam, I would assume it would be Steen, I think, but I, I can't say that for certain. Sometimes they like to throw Driscoll in there. So you could be seeing either one of those two guys. Mm. It might it probably likely be Driscoll. He's the most versatile rotation guy they have. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, Steen has ever played left guard. Yeah, I mean, they move. They think they project him as an NFL guard, but he doesn't have but, the experience. Yeah, he played left tackle, um, at Alabama. Started out, I believe, as a right tackle at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, but then they, you know they're transitioning him. Their whole plan was to transition him to right guard. Right. And, and Jurgens the center, and Steen played right guard in that Cowboys game. Didn't have a spectacular game, but he was serviceable. Right. Um. But I don't know if they want him at left guard. But then again, the way Stoutland does business, you 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 need to be a swing something, you know, for you know for you to yeah, make Yeah, so everybody's cross trained with with Stoutland, pretty much, with few exceptions like Kelsey or whatever. But almost everybody's cross trained. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see how this thing turns out. But yeah, man, everybody want to get their surgery now. Everybody want to jump ship. It's all good though. I'm well, being facetious. I'm being facetious by the way. But no, you know. I know what you mean. I, no, I know what you mean. Um, the thing I didn't get, like, I know a lot of people last week were saying um, Slay got his surgery because, you know, Patricia was taking out. Like, come on, man. It's a funny coincidence, though, right? It, it is. But I'm not, <laughs> as much as Slay can drive you nuts sometimes, I'm not going there with him. Like, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to Cilio about it. Cilio was like, hey, so come on, come on. And I'm like, nah. it's no. funny, but I'm not going to put that on him. It's funny. I know. I know. I know. Anyway, so, but that's, look. Let's be real. You can't afford like this is the last thing this team can afford is knocking starters out of the lineup, man. But hey, this is the NFL and you deal with this stuff. Like, wait till we get to the NFL segment. There's a lot of big names that may not play this week. And for teams that desperately need to get a win to get in the playoffs, man. Like Jamar Chase looks like he's out for the Bengals. That's a massive loss for anyway, but we'll 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 get into all that stuff. Yeah, and I got a question for you um later on. Yeah. I know we were talking about that fourth segment and what we were yeah. gonna do. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Should I save the question for that segment, or should I give you the save question? It, save it. Save it. Save it. Yeah. And don't okay. tell me. I want. I want to be able to react the cold okay. off of it. All right. Okay. Don't, don't Got give it. it to me. All right. 
I, I, here's the question I have for you and everybody in the chat want to jump in on this, please. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for, for everybody's input here. Um, and we've had now we're, we're at Wednesday, right? Yesterday it was raw and let's face uncut, it. An uncut. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the way we always want it to be. You've had a day and, and we all know with anything in life, sometimes when you have a minute to sleep on it and just, all right, your perspective kind of changes a little bit on things. Has the needle moved at all for you? Are you looking at things any differently than you were looking at it on Tuesday coming off the game Monday night? Um, no, because, I mean, they they still are who they are, right? Um, have I Have I gotten nicer about it or, you know, has the frustration kind of, you know, subsided? Sure, because... You know what we said. We said something yesterday, right? You know, at the end of the day, this is just a game, right? And uh, things happen. Things don't always go our way. But regardless, um, do I still look at this team the same way? Yeah, I do, because coaching isn't going to change, as far as we know. Uh, the way the GM does business isn't going to change. Um, you know, the guys. Some guys are still hurt. Um, they haven't shown that they're, they haven't shown. As you know, over the past month, that the performance is really going to change. Mm. Um, they're trending in the wrong direction, so it's kind of hard for me to remain optimistic about um, you know the outlook of this team. The only saving grace, in my opinion, is the fact that you you've clinched a playoff spot, so you're going to get in. Right. The question becomes the seating. Yep. Will they have, will they have a home game in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. That's what it all comes down to. And as of right now, I don't know if they will. And they they can very very likely be uh, a one and done. Right now, we've seen stranger things happen. We've seen teams we've seen teams get get hot at this miraculous oh, yeah. time. There's, there's like, still three games to to right, write yourself here. Remember, the New York Giants made the uh, playoffs, or I mean, they won the Super Bowl or as as a wild card team or whatever. They got hot out of nowhere. Exactly right. So so and so anything can happen, right? Um, Remember that Eagles 2017 Super Bowl team, they limped into the playoffs, you know, a bit. Anything can happen. So I'm trying to I'm trying to tell myself that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you know, as you know, things come across the newswire and they still got three games to play. And I think about the little nuances. I say to myself, yeah, think the anything can happen. But I don't know if I trust this coaching staff to make the necessary adjustments. Yeah. All right. Well, I haven't changed at all. I mean, I, I'm still as fired up as I was, you know, when it ended. Like, I don't yeah. I don't have any different perspective. I wish I did where I where I, I, I feel better about things. I mean, yeah, you everything you pointed out is right. There is three games yeah. to get it together. And that's very but I'm good. not optimistic, by the way. I want to make that clear. I'm yeah. not optimistic. Well, here's here's what makes here's where I, I have a hard time finding optimism. I don't I don't trust the, the personnel on the defensive side, whether it's Patricia or Desai. Now, can you coach him up a little bit better? Oh, absolutely. But I, I don't love what's on that side, period. Because here's here's why, Tone. I don't like the back seven. And your front has not been as good as, as advertised. They just haven't. They haven't played as well as the Eagles have needed them to play uh, this season, period. But especially lately. So I worry about that. And, and I'm – and this is part of what I want to ask you as well in a second. Mm -hmm. But I'm really surprised at the way the offense has struggled this year. Uh, especially of late yeah. and whether it's Jalen, whether it's the, the play calling, I, we'll, we can get into specifics in a minute, but I generally, and we're going to do in the next segment, a little comp from last year to this year, but I'm really disappointed in, in this group uh, overall. 
And that, for, like, I figured that the offense over the last, you know, it's kind of looked this trending this way for a while with the defense. The offense would have to be great for this team to be great. And the offense hasn't been great. And this is what we've seen. You know, they've lost three straight now. So um, now we could revisit this in two weeks after a game against the Giants and game against the Cardinals and say, even though the competition wasn't great, Jalen starts is looking like he's playing elite or uh, man, what a difference Patricia's made. You know, look at the way this, this has improved there. I'm holding the right to say, Hey, give it a minute here. Cause there are three games, but I'm sitting here right now. And I, it feels like a two and done. It feels like they can win in the first round, but I don't know that they get any further than that. If there, if there isn't some help with guys, teams getting upset, Cowboys, whatever Niners, I, I just don't, I don't see it. And I, I wish I saw it differently. I wish I was more optimistic, but I'm not. And I always have to keep it real. Um, so here's the question I have off of that for you and for everybody in the chat, jump in. What fooled you most about this team? Could be coaches, could be uh, front office moves, could be players, could be an entire side of the ball, whatever. What, what was the thing that you look back and you say, damn, I, I thought this was going to be different. Hmm, that's a great question, right? Um, before I answer your question, I do want to say this part, you know, if they, you know, when they get into the playoffs, right, and just over this next three-game stretch, you know, you said it, uh, even if they do start playing at an elite level, um, the competition is going to be kind of hard to gauge how good they really are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the best they can hope for over this three-game stretch is to look at it as an opportunity to get a pacing and a rhythm and a right. momentum back. That's the best they can hope for to establish a rhythm, you know, work, you, work some things out. That's a good point. Um, and I, and I think like anybody just get some confidence back. Yeah. Again, you know? cause I'm not, I'm not gauging you based off who you beat, but well, I'm not gauging over these next three games. Uh, that, that ship has sailed. You know, at this point I look at you as the third or maybe fourth best team in your conference. Yep. So um, I'm not gauging you over off these next three games. That ship has sailed. Now, if anything, I'm gauging you on, I'm gauging, can you establish a rhythm? Can you can you at least get the the, the the confidence back of the players and the coaching and so on and so forth? If you can do that, then you're going into the playoffs on, you know, on somewhat solid ground. Um, but but back to your original question, what fooled me most mm-hmm. about this Philadelphia Eagles team? You know, entering the season, I expected to see more wrinkles in what they've already done in 2021 and 2022. I expected the defense to improve as the season went along. I knew the offense would be the saving grace and I knew the defense would be a work in progress. They lost a lot of bodies. They tried to replace them with some makeshift pieces at linebacker. And, um, you know, I was still relatively optimistic about the defense. And I I, I looked at, I, I severely looked at them as a product that's going to have to get better with time rather than coming out the gate hot, like the offense, because the offense had the most pieces that were retained. Um, but that's that's where they fooled me, right? The coaches fooled me because I assumed that they would learn from that Super Bowl and add different things and you know come out with a vengeance. And look, they were on a crazy a great winning streak, right? They were ten and one before they lost these these three games. So based off the record, yeah, they were producing. But when you looked at the product on the field, you saw to yourself, this is a struggle. Yeah. This there where, where where's the where's the uh the, the invention or the reinvention rather mm-hmm. uh where's the the creativity 
why is this look? Why does this look so stagnant? Why is Jalen Hurts struggling right now? It just it just seemed like everything took way more effort than it probably should have, and we you know we were deceived. We thought this offense was going to be one of the best in the league. They're not. Um, we thought this offense would be one of the most explosive in the league. They're not. We thought this offense had potential to be one of the most creative in the league, especially you know when the kind of season Jalen Hurts came off of, and it wasn't. So now we're looking at a Jalen Hurts who's going through some level, some type of regression. Yeah. Um, can it be salvaged? Absolutely, because he's a young quarterback and he has an opportunity to get rid of some bad habits and pick up some great ones. Um, as far as the coaching staff goes, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know if they have the capacity to um, take this offense to the next level. Um, to me, Shane Steichen was the brainchild in this thing that really that – really, um, tapped into Jalen Hurts' uh, true skill set and maximized it. He leaves, and all of a sudden, Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson don't really know what to do with him. Yeah. Don't really know what makes him comfortable. So I think that's where I was fooled. I was fooled by this coaching staff, believing that they would evolve this offense and grow as Jalen Hurts grew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fooled by the defense, believing that they would get better as the season went along, when in reality, they've just been gradually getting worse. We just didn't see it because they were winning. Good answer. Um, I think I'm, I'm seeing a lot of really good ones in the chat as well. I, you know, including uh, Coach Marcus, where people are talking about how vanilla um, the offense looks. My answer is coaching. Period. So here, I'll, I'll I'll dive into both sides of this thing. I'll start. I'll pick it up where you were at with the offense. I, I'm I'm I am I'm surprised at the lack of innovation, the lack of creativity, the the lack of hey, we know teams are going to try to take this away this year because we did this so well. What's our pivot off of that? It was just like, this is what we do well. This is what we're going to do. And 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 just that's terrible. That's a terrible job to me of, of foresight, of looking ahead to what's going to be. You know, it's just like, hey, we, we, we do the RPOs well and, you know, Jalen's doing his thing and that's what we're going to do. Like, no, no, you know, these guys are too smart, man. There's too many good defensive coordinators and defensive minds out there that they're not going to adjust to some degree. I'm not saying you change up everything and you get away from who you are. You keep your foundation and your course, but you better have some answers off of that. And that part disappoints me. And whatever is happening with Hurts, whether you want to blame Jalen Hurts all by himself or Brian Johnson or Nick, whatever, I don't, Tansy, uh, Petula, any of these guys on the offensive side of the ball that we never seem to talk about. I don't care. I don't care. All I know is he looks worse than he looked last year, where when you're 25, you shouldn't regress. You should be getting better, in fact. Um, and the offense has followed suit with him looking worse. You know, I'm seeing terrible mechanics tone, like basic stuff on, on, on both the picks, in particular the last one. He's throwing off his back foot. That's why he's coming up short on the throw instead of either the, your guy catching it or it's overthrown. Um, he looks indecisive a lot of times out there. He doesn't look fully committed to the play sometimes when he's keeping it. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. You're not utilizing your weapons the way that you should on the offensive side. And like this past week, it was kind of like, oh, well, they, they moved the sigh out of there. And it was almost like, hey, don't look over here. Look over here. You know, let's keep get divert our attention off the offense and all of their struggles. And no, I'm not diverting my attention off it. So I'm going to say coaching on that side and the coaching on the other side has been horrendous, horrendous. They're, they lack talent on defense. I, I just said it earlier in the show. So I wasn't expecting great things, but was I expecting them to be in the toilet in certain, you know, 
just just for perspective, they're 26th in points allowed. They're 28th against the pass. They're dead last in third down efficiency, and they're 28th in red zone efficiency. Like, in no world is that acceptable for a team that has that defensive line and was as good as they were last year defensively. It's totally unacceptable. I think the coaches, and I'm not letting the players off the hook totally, but I think mm. just saying the one thing that really caught me off guard, the coaching, including Nick Sirianni, has really let this team down in a big way this year. You want to know why? Because they relied solely, solely on the talent of this offense. Yeah. You know, over the past two years, especially this year, because last year, obviously, we didn't see it. We just thought, oh, wow, this is insane. They're, they're going crazy. So it was easy to overlook it. They relied solely on the talent of this offense to carry them instead of saying to themselves, okay, we have the talent. Now that should give us license to be more creative with these guys, right? We should, you know, that should motivate us to really dig deep into the crate and, you know, and, you know, and blow the dust off, you know, these old records and if I find out what can we sample, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, they've, they're not challenging or developing their quarterback. They see they took the bait like we did, right? They saw this huge jump from Jalen Hurts, and you know what they said to themselves? Like some fans say sometimes, "Oh, that's it. That's he. He's the guy. He he's a finished product. You know what I mean? He's good. He he he's reached that level." And my thing is, development requires repetition and pressure. In order for Jalen Hurts to stay on the trajectory that he was on, you you have to continue to iron out those wrinkles. You know, you, you you ever you know you can iron a shirt, right? Yeah. But if you don't wear it after a while, some of those wrinkles still come back. Yeah. So you have to keep ironing, right? Ironing out those wrinkles. You got to keep massaging out those knots. You got to keep the pressure on Jalen Hurts to let him know that look, we're going to keep challenging you. We're going to throw different things at you. You know what I mean? We want to keep you know we want to keep you uh, fundamentally sound, and we want to keep uh, you know keep you on your toes when it comes to what's coming uh, with the play calling. And um, I feel like. I feel like they let Jalen Hurts off the hook. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a way like Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts' work ethic has subsided. I don't think that Jalen Hurts does all the work in the offseason and does all the work in season. But you can only you can only work on what your coaches advise you to work on. Um, and also in season, you know, it gets to a point where now you're not really trying to develop a dude, you're just focused on game plan. Right. So I'm curious. It, 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 it's funny, and now I'm going to start to get dig a little deeper. I don't like where the NFL is going with the latest CBA changes. I don't you like that, that in terms of less practicing, in terms of less practice time, um, in terms of less communication between coaches and players in the off season. Um, now, now players are tasked with having to, you know, outsource. Um, you know, their uh, development coaches and, um, you know, their quarterback gurus, things like that. They're forced to outsource, right? Mm -hmm. And Jalen Hurts does all the work. Um, he worked with Tom House, I believe, for the past couple seasons, yeah. um, which allowed him to get to that point, um, you know, in 2022 and, and has allowed him to still a relative, relatively be a good quarterback in 2023. He just has a turnover issue, mm -hmm. right? If you, if you look at his numbers, they're not bad numbers. He just has a turnover issue right now. 17. So – um, that's something that can be repaired. Um, this year, he's been a turnover machine for his career, not the case. So I'm I want to chalk it up to this being an anomaly year. But I have a problem with coaches 
not being able to you know touch base with their players throughout the offseason and you know really throw things at them and really say, hey, this is what we're thinking for this upcoming season. What do you think? It seems like all these quarterbacks, all these players are, are you know, kind of start behind, starting behind the eight ball now. And I think that's what Tom Brady was talking about before, mm-hmm. right? You know, the, the quarterback development has has lacked. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. are coming into the NFL less prepared than ever. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, now you're just relying on these guys' talent to just shine through early, early in their, in their careers, a la Bryce Young, and they're struggling. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have guys like CJ Stroud who hit the ground running. It happens. You know what I mean? But um, Jalen Hurts, I feel like he's a guy – who as talented as he is, still require that constant nurturing, that constant um development because he came in so he came in so unrefined. But because we saw what we saw in 2022, we've instantly forgot about 2021 and who he was prior. And I'm not speaking for everybody, I'm just speaking for certain people. I, I, I'm just speaking for how things appear at times. Well, and, I think I think you have to ask yourself, like, why. Why was Steichen, for example, and the and I and I bring him up because he was there last year and he's not now. Why was he able to get the the best out of Jalen and whether it's Nick or Brian or whomever? Why aren't they? Why is that not happening? And again, I'm not telling you none of the hey, Jalen has ownership of this, but but why haven't they been able to figure out? a way to make the offense look more smooth or, or more creative or, or cut down on the turn. I I don't know. I mean, these are the questions I think we're all asking right now. We're all trying to figure out exactly why you're in the state that you're in, because let's face it, Tone, we can look at that defense and be real with ourselves and say, you know what? They're not good enough overall. You can't say the same about this offense. There's too much talent there and too much ability Mm. and too much heart for them not to be this good or for, for them to struggle the way that they have. And he, you know, the crazy thing is they started the season off pretty well to the point where some numbers aren't terrible. Like the, the, you know, points and rushing are still okay, but we know what it's looked like the last few weeks. I mean, let's face it. And we talked about this a lot yesterday. It, it, all right. So after the Buffalo game, which is, you know, ended the winning streak, they scored 19, 13 and 17. If you would have told me even against, San Francisco, Dallas, and Seattle, that this offense would have scored, you know, average 16, whatever, 0.3 points per game over the last three games. I would have told you you're nuts before the season started. But that's that's what's happening right now. Teams have made adjustments, and the Eagles haven't countered those adjustments. And who does that fall on in your opinion? Coaching. Right. Falls on and, coaching. And when we say that, that we're not absolving players. You know, you know we don't <laughs> – we all have one mouth, so we only can talk about one thing at a time, right? You know, so um, just because just because we address coaching doesn't mean we're absolving player accountability. Yeah, it's not one one shop fits all. Like, there's yeah, a lot of reasons. None of this is mutually exclusive, right? You know what I mean? All this stuff is all this stuff is working with and against each other. Correct. Um, yep. Coaches have not done a good enough job adjusting to what defenses or opposing teams are throwing at them. Yeah. Point bank player. No, I got I think, you. I think we all agree with that. And also players have not done a good enough job executing when things are um, working in their favor. Yeah. I you agree. Me? I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's again, this is a group effort uh, or lack thereof. So let, let's get a timeout in tone. Let's look at last year versus this year with some key components Okay. Uh, to this thing. We got a lot of ground to cover between now and uh and two. So let, let's hit it right now. 
Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take. All right, I want to tell you about uh, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, 20 different styles of pizza. Uh, they have slices to go. They have the you name it, they'll make it, the specialized pizza, you know, however you like it. If you're not up for pizza, they have pasta, sandwiches, wraps, salads, wings, you name it. Uh, they're also big contributors to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for little leagues, for schools where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. All right, Tone. So um, we know the team stands at 10 and four. We know they've lost three straight. They're the number five seed right now. They have three games left. They play the Giants, who are five and nine twice. First here on Christmas Day. Then they close out the season there uh, on uh, on the final game of the season. And they play in between Arizona, who's three and 11. That's what they have left. Now, my guess is uh, most of the time Arizona plays pretty competitive games. You would think that trend will continue, especially uh, with Jonathan Gannon Gannon having a little incentive uh, and having some intel on this team. Uh, I also don't think the Giants are going to be laying down for them uh, in any way, shape or form either. Now, certainly this week, I don't know. We'll see what the last game of the season looks like. Sometimes teams have their bags packed and, you know, looking to get out of there. I don't know, but I don't know that they're the layups that everybody else thinks they are. I I think the games will be somewhat competitive. Do I like the Eagles? Yes. I like the Eagles to win the games, but I think they're going to be competitive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be competitive, all right, Uh, because the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make it competitive. They're going to find a way to make sure um, these matchups are more complicated than they should be, and that's just where they are right now. So. Um, the, the sooner you know we accept that, the easier it's going to be to watch these games. That's pretty much where I've been over the past couple of weeks, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm realizing that I've been uh, a bit of a Debbie Downer over the past couple of weeks, and uh, I don't want that to rub off on you guys. I know you guys come here to uh, get some high quality sports talk, you know, to get some positivity, some optimism. But I'm sorry, I don't have it for you. So uh, what's going to happen is uh, they have a matchup that they should win um, on Christmas. They should win. Operative word should. Will they? I don't know, you guys. This Philadelphia Eagles team is so unpredictable. I can't even place bets on them. So um, my brother always texts me and said, hey, man, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this? Like, you know, uh, is Jalen Hurst going to score? Is AJ Brown? So listen, man, at this point in the season, just (laughs) stop betting on them. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. So. Um, that's where I'm at with this Philadelphia Eagles yeah, team. Fair enough. Are, yeah, fair enough. Are, are they are these are these games that should be in the layup line? Should these be guaranteed buckets? Yes. Yeah. But will they find will they find a way to slip on the slip on the banana pill? Entirely possible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. All right. Let, I'm, let's walk through a little exercise. Looking back at, at last year statistically versus this year statistically. Um, so let's start with this year, Tone. And we'll begin on the offensive side of the ball. All right, they're scoring 25.6 points per game, which is good for seventh in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rushing the ball at 128.3 per game, which is good for eighth. Okay, top 10 in both. Uh, this is where we start to see some of the dip. Passing game, they're 16th. 227.8 per game. 
Um, and then red zone offense, again, pretty solid. Remember, they started off very poorly. They've improved that area. They're ninth in the league at 60.7. They're converting. They're also good offensively on third down. They're fourth in the league at 48.4. So you may look at those numbers and say, okay, I mean, other than the passing game, not bad. But some of that is they're resting on the laurels of what happened earlier in the season, and they're dragging that, you know, that mean down of late um, in a lot of these categories. Scoring, not they're you know, they're they're averaging nine points less per game over the last three games than what they're scoring for the season. They're not running the ball at the same clip that they were earlier in the year when Swift was, was you know, was going crazy in some of those early games. They're not passing it the same way. Um, so they're they're dipping in some of these areas. But let me let me give you the comps to last year. Points per game last year, they were scoring 28 points per game, 28.1, which was good for third. That's three more points per game. That's a lot. Um, they rushed the ball at 147.6, almost 20 more per game on the ground, which was fifth. They passed the ball at 241.7, which was good for ninth. So that's about 14 more yards per game last year. So you're seeing them really in, in go down almost in every single category collectively. I thought maybe the run game would take a little bit of a dip because Miles Sanders had a good season for them last year. Mm-hmm. While he hasn't had a good one, he's been hurt a lot for, for Carolina. He's a good running back. But I thought they'd take a bit of a dip. I didn't think it'd be major. I don't know how they're passing the ball at almost – 20 yards or what is it 14 yards per game less than they were last year. And it's not just the yards. We know what it looks like. They just don't move as efficiently as they moved last year. That's the biggest thing. That's the operative word you said, efficiency. That's what's lacking. They lack efficiency. They lack efficiency in, uh, in all those areas. And they lack continuity in all those areas. So it's no surprise why those numbers have dipped. And, you know, earlier in the season, you know, every time you tried to criticize this team or hold them accountable, you had so many people saying, well, I mean, they're on par for what they're doing last year. The numbers are the same and all this kind of stuff. You know, they're scoring the same amount of points. And I'm like, yo, we all talked about these issues earlier in the season. We all talked about them. But you know what happened? We allowed ourselves to get, we allowed ourselves to get convinced about a score column or yeah. – um, uh, the record the win column, the yeah. win column. Exactly. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like I, I thought about this over the break. Eagles fans, let's keep it real for a second. We spoke about all these issues all season. But yeah, we did. But, but we ignored them, didn't we? Well, we allow we allowed people to kind of get in our head and say, well, I mean, they're, you know, this this is a this is a six and O team or a seven and O team. However you want to slice it. We were all very critical of the offensive game planning or the identity or the production you know we were blinded by the aj brown extravagance and um you know we were blinded by the uh the late game second half comebacks and you know in re- in all reality we knew something was off with this offense we knew something was off with this team in general and we just continue to kind of tuck it in the back of the closet but if you dig further in that closet skeletons always come back to bite you you're right. I think what we did to and I, to give ourselves a, a, bl- a break a little bit, you know, we, we looked at it like, OK, uh, there's a skill set to winning ugly. Right. There, there's there's something to be said for that. But in fairness, we did point out, hey, this a lot of this has to stop. If this stuff continues. 
they're not going to beat the Niners and the Cowboys doing this or doing that or not being able to convert third downs or turning the, or, or, or stop third downs or not, you know, being better in the red zone or, or, or continuing to lose the, the plus minus battle. We said that over and over again. You're right. And we did. I think a little bit of it was wishful thinking where it's like, hey, they won. You know, hey, they won. I maybe, And I do wonder, do the coaches and the players look at it that way? Like, yeah, man, I mean, we're catching all this heat for this, but we won the game. We're going to be fine. Do we maybe need not need to dig into this thing from a detail standpoint the way that we should? And, you know, maybe that's part of the commitment thing that Jalen Hurts was talking about. You know, maybe it was just, hey, we won, didn't we? All good. And we can say that. We can look at it that way. But if they do, then all of a sudden these things are going to come back to haunt you in, against real teams. And that's what it's happened. That's, you know, let's face it, Tone. The other thing is we wanted to kind of look away from uh, Valdez Scantling dropping that pass. You know, uh, Buffalo and, and and some of the things that happened in that game, you know, with Gabe Davis and with, with, with the ball that was on the money or whatever. And that stuff wasn't the Eagles doing. It was just luck. It was just luck that the other team, it didn't work out for the other team. If some of those things work out that way, the Eagles probably lose two more games. Now, you want to be careful going down that road too much because that's the type of stuff happens both ways every single game. But nonetheless, there were some things that happened that didn't portend to be good for this team going forward. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to find out who they are, man. We're going to find out. uh, See, this is the thing. Like, as much optimism as we want to dig deep and have, you say to yourself, but can they beat the Niners, though? Can they beat the Cowboys if they get them in a matchup? And that's who they're going to have to worry about when they get into the playoffs. That's who I was worried about. Now yeah. I'm worried about every single opponent they, they could potentially face. Yep. You know, you know, it's, I was, I was thinking about the saga of Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Right. And how there was just this rise, you know, they started off two and five. They ended up with a nine and eight record in the season. Not bad. You make it to the playoffs. In the follow-up season, you just have this crazy rise. You you take the league by storm. And this year, yeah, you have the ten and four record. You started off ten and one, but you say to yourself, "I don't know what went wrong." Yeah. Or you do know, but you don't want to admit what went wrong. But still, I feel like. The way everything went last year, you had to say to yourself, Nick Sirianni, okay, we got to find a way to take this at the next level. Mm. We got to find a way. And that never happened. So I look at the coach staff and I say, I look at this team, look at ownership, the GM, all of them. and and, And I say, who's holding who accountable? What do you, I don't know. What do you think about that, Rob? All right. Well, here's my answer to that. Who's holding who accountable? Yeah, I mean, what, what, I, I agree with you, and, and there's always the, the question of is Jeffrey too close to Howie to really dig in on things, you know, on that level, you know, in, in terms of accountability? I, and I think it's a fair question to ask. Um, but I will say this, as witnessed by the fact that they made the move with the Cy and Patricia, this is not a team by any stretch that sits on their hands like, I can tell you they're highly pissed off and highly disappointed in the way this is going right now. 
And, you know, for a team that invests so much in the trenches on both sides and at the quarterback spot and the receiver spot, for them to be playing this poorly, believe me, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of searching for answers. They are not one that just just relaxes or anything like that. I'm telling you, man, like they're they're pissed off. I would tone. It would not surprise me if this looks bad again offensively. That even if they don't make an announcement, some grand announcement about it, it wouldn't surprise me if Sirianni takes over the play calling. If this, and, this looks bad again. and I don't even know how how good that'll be. Yeah, I don't know how um, I feel about it either. I'm just saying, like something like that could happen. Hey, man, what do you think those conversations are like right now in the Norfolk complex? What do you think? What do you think? The what do you think it sounds like right now in that building? Walking around, players in a weight room, and you know, in those meetings. How do you think those players? Because you know, you know, uh, especially in the coaches' meetings, uh, you know, when when the head coach is talking to the players, he's talking in front of like fifty plus guys. Yep. You know, he's at the podium, and they've got the little PowerPoint thing going. What do you think is going through their minds as they listen to Nick Sirianni talk? Well, I, here's what I'm I'm really wondering about too. I'm not trying to avoid your question, but I, I no, really, no, I know, I know you're not. Go ahead. I hope the players are are holding themselves accountable. Like I hope they're not afraid. I hope somebody's not afraid to get in on another guy. Like in other words, you call whoever. I mean, you don't if you don't feel like um, I'm just making him up. But Jordan Mailata is playing well enough. I hope I hope there's enough accountability among themselves. Where they'll they'll get into somebody and say, "Look, dude, you got to be better, man. We need more out of you." And and if you want to apply that to Jalen, apply it to Jalen. I hope that's that's where they're at from a player standpoint. Because if you don't do it now, it's not going to matter in four weeks when the playoffs start. You got you got a month to figure this thing out. Now, what are they thinking with with Nick? I don't think they've checked out on Nick. I really don't. I think that they're at a point now with him where I think they're all searching for answers. So I don't think they're the players are looking at it like this guy doesn't know what he's doing, man. I think they're all like, damn, we didn't expect this. Like what's happening to us? We're not accustomed to this. We haven't seen shell shocked. They're shell shocked, which, which I think is, it has them all sort of on edge right now. And I think, I believe that's kind of where their heads are. Their head space is, is that of like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. All right. Let me jump to the defensive side. Yeah. This is where you're going to see it here. Eagles are 26th in points per game at 24.4. They're allowing They're seventh against the run. But again, that's another number that started to dip 94 uh, points or excuse me, rushing yards per game. They're allowing They're 28th against the pass 255.4 in the air. Compare that to last year. They were eighth in scoring defense at 20.2 points per game. They're giving up. More than four points per game more this year than they gave up last year. Last year, they were 17th against the run. They gave up 121.6. So this team is better against the run. But last year, Tone, they were number one against the pass. They gave up 179.8 in the air compared to 255.4. So they, they went from first to 28th in their passing defense. They went from eighth to 26th in their scoring defense. They currently reside last in third down efficiency in the league defensively at 47.6. They are 28th in red zone defense. They're giving up touchdowns in the red zone tone at a 67.3 percentile. Okay. That's terrible. That's not bad. It's not mediocre. It's terrible. 
They're terrible in points. They're terrible against the pass. They're terrible in third down, and they're ter- terrible in third down efficiency, and they're mediocre in sacks, whereas last year they set a club record with 70. So they have really dipped in a, in a massive way on that side of the ball, big time. Is it – and that's where it gets really interesting, right? The defensive side is the most – Complex situation, in my opinion, because one part of you says, damn, the coaching is mediocre at best. Then the other part of you says, no, nah, they ain't got the personnel. And then when you make the coaching switch from the side of Patricia, it's like, okay, you saw what you saw in Seattle. The coaching change didn't change much, but also you say to yourself, well, how much can change in a week's time? Mm-hmm. So it's like you – you're constantly playing ping pong with who you want to blame for the issues. Is personnel the problem? Is coaching the problem? Is the GM hiding under his desk because he made some pretty nonsensical moves or undervalued certain positions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at the Bradbury um, signing, initially we were like, okay, that makes sense. Yep, we were all on board. It came off an all, all-pro year, second-team all-pro year. Yep. Made sense. Yep. It can't get, but if, if if it does get a little worse, it can't get that much worse. Yep. No, he's playing. He's arguably he's arguably giving the Philadelphia Eagles the worst year of his career. Yep. Arguably, yep. right? Yes. And it's so funny. The, the Giants had him what for like two seasons? He had, seasons? So he had yeah he had his last year in New York was really bad. And I, that's why when they initially signed him, Tone, I was concerned that he was cooked. Now, he played great last year, and I was on board with them bringing him back. So I'm not going to front and BS you, okay? Of course. I'm hey, but you know what it looks like now? It looks like the first year with your team, he gives you that great year. Then the year after that, he falls off and is consistent with what happened in New York. So and, and here's the other thing that happens with defensive backs, in my opinion. They hit a wall like running backs do sometimes. And and it's it's noticeable. Sometimes with other positions, it's it's a little bit of attrition. Yeah, like O line, D line. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's a slow it's a slow burn with those positions. With with running back and 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 corner, a lot of times, like you you really really drop. And he looks like he's markedly slower. Like I I I proposed this the other day, and people are like, "You're nuts!" Like I'm, dude. I know how young these guys are. I might sit them. I might roll with Ricks, and I know you're young. I get it. But I might roll with Ricks and Ringo, man. See, here's the thing. <clears throat> they're paying him so much money. I know they're not going to. I'm just saying. <clears throat> and, but I, I understand I understand your, your, uh, your premise, your theory, because he's playing so bad. Why you better off taking your chances with somebody who doesn't know they're bad. You know what I mean? Like, like you're better, or you're better off taking a chance with someone who doesn't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, Bradbury has been in the league too long. He has too much experience for him to be playing the way he's playing. So what that tells me it's physical at this point. He yeah. physically cannot do he the knows job where he's supposed to be. He he look. He's a very smart guy, and he's he's a well intentioned guy. This is not he's not working or he's dogging it. He's it's not that. He's he wasn't a guy who got the contract and said screw it. I just don't think he can do it physically, man. I don't. Which is worse? Like you could you could get a guy's head screwed on straight, but if right. you can't run at that position, every dude these guys are athletic freaks. You're trying to handle every week. He can't run. No, he he can't. Like he hasn't. He's stiff. 
Yes. I'm, we, we, we see him every week. He looks like he physically does not have it. Yes. And when you see his face, he looks almost as shocked as we are. He just looks like he's like he's hanging on by a thread every single game. Tony. But again, I can't kill Howie for bringing him back because you were under the guise that he would he would maintain some level of consistency, right? Yeah, I I I genuinely, and I mean this, and I know people are going to kill me for this. I felt I felt sorry for him after the game. He was asked repeatedly what happened, and he didn't make any. He's like, I have to play better. I got to cover better. Like I, I just didn't get the job done. And he said it over and over and over again. And he wasn't ducking anything. He always stands up. I felt bad for the dude, like legitimately, but mm-hmm. he can't get it done. It's just not there. He's he's trying to go to a gear that isn't there, man. Yeah, and and and, and then when you start to overcompensate, it shows. And uh, it, it, when you start to overcompensate, it affects your technique. Yep, it, it affects your fundamentals. Um, you start to force things, and now you're being caught uh, caught out of position more than anything. Yeah. You start to you start to you start to try things you normally wouldn't do because certain parts of your body are failing you. I'm curious to know. Uh, I'm curious to know the conversations he has with himself when he goes home at night. Yeah, like I don't care how long you've been around, and I don't care how good you've been at something. When, if you're really struggling with it, it affects you. It affects your confidence. It affects your mentality. It just it does. And I and I think he's 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 out there trying his best but waiting for something bad to happen for a shoe to drop, man. And it, and that's, that's a bad place to be on that. When you're on an Island a lot, like those guys are, and there isn't help sometimes, but, but this is also where tone, this is also where it's incumbent upon coaching. Like Matt, Patricia, what are you doing? Having him singled up with Smith, Smith, the Jigba, what the youngest, the, the youngest wide receiver they have with the freshest legs. Are you, yeah, are you serious, you doing, man? You have <laughs> to give that guy help or have somebody else. Like, that to me, that's where that's where the, everything falls into play, right? This is what we talk about. Is, is Bradbury doing the job? No. Did his coaches help him? No. No. So nobody's helping the other person. You got it. There's some things that you have to make up for on the coaching end, and there's some things that you got to be able to handle co- on the on the playing end. And neither one is happening right now. Absolutely, it's a bad cocktail. Um, right now it's a bunch of Molotovs being thrown yeah. around the Novocaine complex. Exactly. And, right. uh, and, and the and the house is burning. Yeah, it the is. house is burning, man. Yeah. You know, you and look. We're sitting you look there at, drinking uh, our tea. Everything's fine. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, the, the house is burning quite literally. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, man, you start to be like, oh yeah. By the way, the linebackers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, oh oh yeah. We're not even talking about that or the. We didn't even get there yet. We're not even. We haven't even gotten there. Um. Well, look for that matter. Let, let's let's go there for a second here because, you know, now you're because Nicobe Dean, you know, frankly wasn't good and and was hurt a ton. You counted on him big time. Mm-hmm. You counted on Moro, who you brought in, but then Moro wasn't good enough in camp that you cut him. So that's on you. Then you had to bring him back. And he's been okay. I'm not he he's okay. And then, he has he has solid weeks and he has awful weeks. Yeah. He's you know, you know he's kind of what you thought he would be, I guess. Right. An inconsistent player. Cunningham has been probably better than what you expected for a guy on the street. He's been fine, but he's hurt right now. So now you're left with, you have to throw Shaq Leonard, who's been here a couple of weeks, into the mix. You continue to to have tackling issues. There's one guy 
Look, I'll, uh, here's what I will give the, the young cats in the secondary credit for. Blankenship, Sidney Brown, those guys will will do anything they can to try and hit you and, and, and lay a message, okay? But, I, you know, there's there's going to be issues with them because they're they're young and they're learning and they're going to make mistakes. Um, you know, the, I would say Sydney's probably a little over aggressive, which is fine. I mean, you, that, that's something you can coach up, uh, mm-hmm. and Blankenship makes, I think more good plays than not, but there's times where he gets beat on certain, certain situations. He is, they don't have enough speed back there. The no. only, and, and that's why they brought, that's why they had those young guys on the field against Seahawks, like Ringo and, um, Ricks, um, Ricks and Brown. So, um, they didn't. They don't have enough speed. They don't have enough athleticism back there, and and you see a lot of it most of the time. And yeah. Blankenship is not is not a speedster by any stretch of imagination at all. Mm-hmm. But he he knows how to play the position, and yeah. he knows where to be, and he's a sure tackler for the most part. And um, he takes good angles and understands gap control or whatever. But you know, he's just not a fast dude. Yeah. So it can you know if he gets caught out of position. It can really bite you. Sure, you know he has to be here. He has to be probably the most technically sound out of all those guys because yeah. he lacks the lack. He doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have that makeup speed. Right. You know what I mean. City mm-hmm. Brown has makeup speed. So, you know that brings me to this point. Harry Rosen is going to have a lot of work to do this offseason to figure out what you know what the next course of action is for this defense because this defense today mm-hmm. is not Super Bowl caliber. And I think you can win a Super Bowl with a top twelve defense, top thirteen. They're not even that. So. Well, that, that, yeah, right. And that's, again, I went into the season saying, I think the defense will be okay. The defensive line is going to be excellent. Everything else is going to be, let's wait and see. Mm-hmm. The defensive line has let you down. Um, they haven't been good enough getting sacks. They haven't been good enough affecting the quarterback and they haven't been good enough lately against the run. And that is the area where I won't make any excuses. You're pretty healthy. I mean, who who have you lost there? You have Reddick. You have Sweat. You got everybody. Graham, right? I mean, you have Fletcher Cox. You have yeah. Jordan Davis. You have Jalen Carter. You have Milton Williams. Did you have moments when you probably lost one of those guys? But not for long. No. You know, those guys were pretty much there all season. Yeah. I think each DT. Actually, the, the healthiest DT on the season has been Jordan Davis. He hasn't missed a game, I don't think. No, you're right. right. Yeah, I think you're right. I know Jalen Carter missed one. He missed the he missed the Jets Fletcher game. Missed one at least. Fletcher, uh, Fletcher didn't finish the Bills game. Milton Williams Fletcher, missed a game. Milton Williams missed a game. Um, Marlon Tupelotu missed a game. I yeah. think Jordan Davis. I think Jordan. I think Jordan yeah. Davis has been the healthiest one. Now, he dealt with the hell. He dealt with the hamstring a little bit, but he still played. Yep. So, you know the DTs. Dave Dave's taking a step back. Josh Sweat's taking a step back. Hassan Reddick is still doing Hassan Reddick things, but only so much one guy can do. And they're not, and they're not getting enough push. So it's like the two things that had to happen, your offense had to be borderline great. Your defensive line had to be really good. And the offense has taken a step back and your defensive line has taken a step back. And then all, a lot of the other stuff gets exposed, um, you know, when that's the case. And, and frankly, they haven't been coached up uh, as well as they could have or should have. And that's the sad part. Yeah. The the two things you were hinging your season on are not living up to expectation. Yeah. It exposes your other flaws. Well, that's what it is. When you add all that up, it's like, all right, well, here you are. So 
are, are how correctable? Let's ask that question as we sit hmm. here right now. How correctable are some of these things? Um, hmm. I don't know how correctable it is on the on the back seven. I think it's just sort of hope hope the younger guys don't make some of the mistakes they're making. I think the defensive line can play better as a whole, and and this is again broken record. This is where the offense has to be better, and start to try to figure out what some of the issues are right now against teams that maybe aren't as great where you might be able to get away with some things, but it's got to be a slow build for the next three for the playoffs. You've got to fix, start fixing it this week. You can't, can't be another game where you're under 20. You, you, even against these teams, you'll struggle. <laughs> yeah. You will. Uh, yeah. How correctable is it? At this point in the season, the best we can hope for is improved rhythm on offense improved execution on both sides of the ball um maybe some improved confidence because of this next three game stretch but as far as talent as far as the coaching the fatigue or whatever it may be they are who they are and we're gonna have to hope and pray certain things happen for for them to get to where they want to be mm-hmm now they're nowhere near in control of their own destiny. And that's never a place where you, that's never a place where you want to be. You never want to be in a position in life where you're depending on someone else to make something happen for you rather than rather than falling on your own sword. Exactly. And the Philadelphia Eagles right now, they have no control over what's been happening to them. All right, let's uh let's get a timeout in and you know we'll look at I think we look at both sides of the ledger here um from this season thus far. Positives, negatives, stock up, stock down, uh how you would how you would assess each player individually. We'll dive into that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm gonna tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because <clears throat> excuse me, knowing who to trust with your finances can be a scary proposition. And I was right there in the front of the line with you for a very long time. But fortunately I found the right person that I trust my finances. And that's Jim Murray and principal financial group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call right now. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com.
Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. What's up, everybody? Yes, I have changed locations. Uh, always keeping you guessing. So we got a little Christmas spirit for 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 those who were wondering. Yes, we, which we've had the last couple of days. The workers are are done for the day, so we're all good. Um, if we're keeping, if you're scoring at home, even if you're not. All right, there's the old joke. All right, so uh, stock up, stock down here, Tone for the Eagles. Mm. Let's start with let's start with the uh, with the big boy here, Jalen Hurts. Stock up, stock down. Mm. It's unfortunate. Uh, Jalen Hurts' stock is down right now, man. Um, you know, when you look at the numbers, you say to yourself, okay, he's completing um, north of, what, 65% of his passes. Is, 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 is that what it is right now? Um, the last time I checked, it was 66%. Um, but um, Jalen Hurts right now in the season, he's completing – 65.7% of his passes. So his completion percentage has been has been dropping um yep. week after week after week. There was a point in the season where he was completing 68.9% of his passes. His his completion percentage has dropped uh 3.2% um over the past several weeks. Um he's throwing he's throwing 12 interceptions. He's fumbled 5 times with a total of 17 turnovers on the season in 14 games played. He has he has he has more turnovers in this season than over the past um, two seasons, I believe, combined. Right. So, when you when when you put all that into perspective, Jalen Hurts' stock is definitely down. Um, there's no other way to put it, and this and, and that's just my unbiased opinion. Now, can we can we make come up with reasons why the stock is down? Absolutely, but just in a nutshell, based on what we've seen, based on the production, based off the win loss column, 
stock is down. Yep. I, I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Um, it is definitely down. It's definitely down. I mean, he played at an MVP level uh, last year, and had he not gotten hurt, in my opinion, he would have won it. And, and this year, I know he was the leader in the clubhouse probably before this losing streak started, but he's he's dropped. He, he's not playing as well. You you don't all you need is your eyes to say it. You don't you don't even need to to dig too much into the stats with him. He's just not the same. And and some of that is coaching. I I, I believe that, but some of that's him. Some of the mechanical stuff concerns me. Tell like, why is he back to throwing off his back foot? Like, why? I, I I don't understand some of this stuff. He he doesn't appear to be seeing the field as well. He appears to be whether it's trying to play hero ball or just force feed it to certain guys like AJ or or Devontae. You know, take what's there, man. If Kenny Gainwell's wide open in the flat, give him the ball. Dallas Goddard's open. You know, eight yards out, and you need five. Take it. Tom Brady made a made a career out of that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It because doesn't always have, need to be big chunk plays. Because what you have to trust, you have to trust that when you get when you hit your guy underneath and wide open space, you, you got to trust that he can make a move. He can make a play to turn a seven yard catch into a maybe a 12, 13 yard gain. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to trust that. And I don't know if he's trusting that right now. I don't know. I don't know if he's allowing himself to just take the easy route out. Right. I don't know if he I don't know if he feels like he has to prove something. And again, this is all. Yeah, I hope. I really hope he's not thinking in yeah. those terms, man. Yeah, and, and again, this is us spitballing here, right? No one's trying to indict his character. Just so you guys know, um, yeah. I feel I feel like you always got to make that clear with some people, man. They jump. No, I, I don't question that guy. And guy. um, and I don't question his character. At least, but you know, he's a human being, right? And sometimes, as humans, no matter how good, no matter how stand up we are, no matter how, um, how firm our character is, every now and again, we feel a need to prove ourselves a bit. You know, we're human. And I, and, I, and I hope that's not the case with him, but with some of the with some with some of the decision making, you question if he's pressing. I think he is pressing. I do, and I, even though he's a poker face, and you're never going to know it outwardly, I think he's pressing on the inside a little bit right now. I think they, that's what I said earlier. Like I think they're all a little shell shocked. This is happening to them because they're, they're not accustomed to this. You know, you see things like even though it w- was it a really ticky tack BS call. The, uh, the false start thing with Kelsey, yeah. But, you know, we're not used to that kind of stuff with him. Guy's usually almost perfect in a game, flawless. So it's happening to everybody. Lane Johnson gave up a sack a couple of weeks ago. Like, it, stuff's happening. It's not just Jalen. It's everybody across the board. But when he when you're the quarterback, and we all know this, you're the one who's going to get the heat or, or get the praise, and, and that's just life at the position. And I, I don't – and this is where it also, I think, Brian Johnson and Nick have hurt him. You know, I is it a coincidence he looked so much better last year with Shane Steichen? No, it's not a coincidence. Shane Steichen's a legit offensive mind, as shown by what he's doing this year. These guys, I don't think, can hold a candle to Shane Steichen. So that hurt. Sure. Now, I'm not going to lay everything on Brian Johnson. You know, Jalen's out there playing. And I, I think there are times where there, there are things that he's not doing well enough. But, yeah, frankly, it's going down a little bit. Uh, his stock yeah yeah who else you got for me all right let's go deandre swift i i i would say up i I like what they've gotten out of him and i think what you haven't gotten lately is an opportunity as much as you should but i i i would have no problem they brought swift back next year yeah i like what they've gotten out of him too you can make an argument they could be getting more but they're not really they're not really leaning in on DeAndre Swift consistently. Yeah. You know, you know what's so funny about DeAndre Swift's situation? 
Swift right now, if I'm, if if I have this, if I have it correct, DeAndre Swift has over 1,100 yards in total yards from scrimmage so far this season. Mm-hmm. He he is he is literally in career year territory. He's having a career year all across the board. Mm-hmm. Now, um, he has less touchdowns um, than than he's had in his career. You know, his career high was 10 touchdowns his rookie year, and then his next highest was eight touchdowns last year, but he only has five total touchdowns this season. Now, you know, he he gets so close to the goal line sometimes and just can't get in for whatever yeah. reason, and they don't give him the ball back. But nonetheless, um, does he have a chance to tie or even eclipse um, his career high? I mean, three games left. Can he score five touchdowns in three games? I mean, anything's possible, but I doubt it. So, um I think he may end the season with about maybe six or seven touchdowns. Um, but so far, as far as yardage, um, he's at a career high. Um, as far as rushing attempts, career high. Rushing yards, career high. Um, you know, he's he 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 he's been he's been he's been a good player for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I just don't feel like they've done the best they could to maximize what he's capable of doing. But, yeah, you know, I, you know what? I, here's what I think. I, 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 considering what running backs get paid or don't get paid, I think there's a chance he could be back next year. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but, Tone, who gets paid a lot at that position? Other than maybe Jonathan Taylor, who got his, and a couple other guys. I don't know that Swift falls in that category. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But based off of how he's played this season – He's going to go to the highest bidder. He's a running back. He knows that his shelf life is oh, not long. I don't fault him for that. No. So I don't fault him for it either. He's going to go to who's going to he's going to go to whoever gives him the most money up front. Yeah. And the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to do that. Yep. All right. So well, we'll see. But but anyway, I would I would give him props. I think he he's he's done he's done a nice job for them this year. Agreed. Uh, AJ Brown. That's a good question because he's having a he's having a career year as well. Yeah. Um are we see see I think this is the part of the conversation where it gets a little tricky. Are we when we say stock up, stock down, are we talking about just lately or it's just not just lately? So I would say I, with him, he being up because he's okay, had such okay, a good right. year. I don't okay. I don't love the way it's trended the last couple of weeks, but I, right, I, I would right. definitely still say up for him. Right. Now he, yeah, he obviously he had that fumble last week, but I'm gonna say I'll say stock up for AJ Brown because he's gonna He's going to eclipse his last year, uh, his previous year's numbers, and as far as yards for sure, um, he already has more catches. Um, he's going to have more targets. Um, his his catch his his catch rate or his catch percentage per target has, has gone up. Um, he's in a career he's in career high territory as far as uh, catch percentage. So. I would say stock up for AJ Brown because of the historic pace he's been on for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to be the Eagles' first 100-yard reception guy in, in Eagles history. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll say, you know I'll say stock up for AJ Brown just because I'm, I'm factoring in just just the entire um, season and everything he's provided for them. I'll I'll, I'll say stock up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I w- I think he's definitely a stock up guy. I mean, do I need him tweeting yesterday? You know that. You know, nobody knows what they're talking. Like, I no, I don't need it, but it is what it is. Uh, you, you, sometimes you live with some of the stuff that, that goes mm-hmm. along. Um, I think generally they they should all just just take a vow of like 
not reacting to anything outside the building, but yeah, whatever. Um, Devontae Smith. Stock up. Easy. Yeah, me too. And I say that because remember I told you, um, be prepared for his production. To, his, be prepared for his production to skyrocket after the bye. And after the bye week, what do you do? 99 yards, 106 yards, 96 yards, 73 yards, 50 yards. You know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, prior to the bye, where was he? Where was he hanging around? He was hanging around, what, 500, 600 yards prior to the yeah. bye? Something yeah. like that? I don't know. Now on the season, on 74 catches, 100, 102 targets, uh, he's at 950, he's, he's at 957 receiving yards, averaging almost 13 yards of reception. He has six touchdowns on the season. Um, so he has potential to surpass his career high of seven from last year. Um, he's going to have, a, he's going to have another back to, he's going to have another, uh, 1000 yard season. His catch rate is up as well. Um, a lot of us question if he can have a thousand yard season knowing how they were feeding AJ, but, uh, he's come alive, especially in the games where AJ has kind of been down. And he's been a tremendous player for the Philadelphia Eagles over the past several weeks. So I'm giving uh, Devontae Smith stock up um, with 957 um, receiving yards and three games left. I think he can very well tie or come very, very close to what he's done in the previous season. So, yeah, man, the catches are going to be under for sure. He, uh, he, had, he had 95 catches last year. He only has 74 this year. Um, so he needs 21 catches to tie. He's not getting there. Um, I, I, I would say he probably gets 90. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would need. Yeah, he he would need to average seven catches over the next three weeks per game. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he gets there. But but it's still. Yeah. I mean, look. We all know if he played on another team, his numbers would be through the roof. He, he's, yeah. AJ yeah. Brown's going to get his, and that's just you know that's the way. It but goes. even then, a number two giving you these numbers is spectacular. Oh, big time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, so I'm I'm 100. percent this one's down, Goddard, and and I I don't I don't one hundred percent blame him. I think there's two things at play. One, he can't stay on the field. It sucks. It's bad luck. He broke his forearm. I, I'm not killing the guy, but he can't stay on the field. And when he's on the field, he doesn't get util, utilized to the, in my opinion, to the level that he should uh, by the coaching staff. So down. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. This is good the, from a stat perspective. <laughs> Um, these are going to be his lowest numbers since his rookie year. Um, career low in touchdowns. Uh, it's, it's just not a good year for him. Can't stay healthy. Um, last year, he only played 12 games. This year, so far, he's played 11. He's going to probably finish the season with like playing, 14. Uh, uh, playing 14 games. Um, the fortunate thing was he got hurt going into the bye week. So – Naturally, he wouldn't miss as many games, but you know, it's just, it, it, Dallas Goddard might be one of the most underutilized weapons in the NFL. It, it, just, you know, if you're looking at things to tick you off about the offense, Goddard's in every discussion you have. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, if Dallas Goddard is such a dynamic weapon, it, it, it's criminal that they don't know how to get him the ball. If yeah. da- I, I firmly believe when Dallas Goddard is eating, this offense is. Way more dangerous. I agree. Than if just AJ or just Smitty is eating, mm-hmm. because when Dallas Goddard is eating, you you you're you're forced to have to decide: Are you going to cover the seams, or are you going to cover the numbers? And when Dallas Goddard is going crazy, 
you put defenses in a predicament. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this coaching staff doesn't know how to get him the ball unless it's a RPO and Jalen Hurts, you know, um, drifts to the right and throws him a dump off on the flat. Unless it's that kind of play, they don't know how to give him the ball. Yeah, great. And I don't understand how. Like it's not complicated. I can do a better job playing Madden. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't understand it. Uh, let's go offensive line. This is an interesting one. So across the board with your starters, you know, we could we could work our way in out. You want to go Kelsey. You want to go Landon Dickerson. You want to go Jurgens, and then you go to the outside, Mylotta and Lane Johnson. I I think collectively, like I would still say stock up because they are still a premier offensive line. They're not what they once were. Um, I think you, you've you seen sl- a little bit come down from Kelsey, a little bit come down from Lane. Um, Jurgens has been solid. I think he's a center, you know, playing guard, but I, he's been solid. Dickerson's good when he's out there. And if you didn't hear, and we, we talked about it earlier off the top of the show, he's having thumb surgery and he's definitely out for the Giants game. Uh, and what am I missing here? Mylotta. Mylotta's had a, had a solid. Mylotta's having a great year. Yeah, like I, I um, think they're, I think they're still certainly in any top five discussion as far as best offensive lines. I, they're still a stock up for me, but they're not, they're not as good as they were last year, my opinion. If they're not as good as they were last year, then there must be a stock down, right? Well, Naturally. I mean, I, when I say stock up, I mean that they're because 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 I don't think they've been getting the same push. Yeah, well, year. the running game. It and, falls a little bit on them too. Right. And Jalen Hurts has been getting hit a lot more this year. Now, granted, you can argue that they've been blocking well, but he hasn't let go of the ball. Which so he's, so, he's, so he's number one in longest time holding. So yeah. I'm so I'm so I'm willing to concede that part. But as far as the running game goes, have they been getting the same push? I don't know. Yeah. So if we're just going from 2022 to 2023, okay. That's stock, fair. stock technically is down. I guess I countered that with they're still really good, but okay. And remember, right, when we say stock down about the Philadelphia Eagles offense, offensive line, we're talking about from the number one spot to maybe the number three, number four spot. Yeah. And that's that's still the best. I think any team would kill to have the fifth best offensive line in the NFL or the fourth best or third best. Agreed. So, you know, when and that's the thing. When, you're, when, you, when you spend so much time at the top and you're leaps and bounds above everyone else, when you even take a, a step or two back, people see it. Yeah. And that's where we are with them. And honestly, Lane Johnson has not had, oh, especially over the past several the past few weeks, past several weeks. I don't think Lane Johnson has been overly spectacular over yeah. the past several weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that like you feel good about going into the playoffs that he's going to deliver. Yes, you know, I feel better when he's out there. Don't get it yeah. twisted. Don't get yeah. it twisted. But I just feel like, especially in that Seahawks game, I saw him backpedaling a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's do this. Um, we'll come back. Tone, you have your question that you want to pose. Let's yeah. we'll jump over to the defensive side of the ball and we'll also look at Sirianni, the coordinators, and Howie Roseman. Stock up, stock down. We'll do we'll do all that when mm-hmm. we come back. So don't go anywhere. He's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Yeah, they're uh, as you know, as I mentioned earlier, these they're here doing work at the house. I had some water damage. Um, that they diagnosed, fixed, took care of, cleaned up, and they're just absolutely awesome. Uh, the Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Could be water, fire, smoke, mold damage, uh, you name it. They can handle any of that and then some. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. 
ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. I can tell you that for a fact. They're working in conjunction with mine. So any of the above, think about it. Um, this is the kind of stuff that happens if you own a home or a property or a business. And it can be devastating. But if you reach out to them, they will get out there. They will clean it up and they will get it taken care of. Water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation. Again, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Yes, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Appreciate you hanging with us on this Wednesday, uh, December 20th. Unbelievable, man. We have 11 days left in 2023, Tone. It goes fast. It's it's all a blur, if I'm being quite honest with you. A lot of changes for me this year. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Many more changes to come. So um, just taking uh, every blessing in stride and just, just grateful to be able to potentially see another year, man. I hear you. Feel the same way. All right. We're doing our stock up, stock down. We just did the offensive side of the ball. Let's do the defensive yes. side of the ball. Um, let's start with the son Reddick. I'm going, I'm still going stock up with him. Um, yeah, me I, too. I, think he's, yeah, I think he still had a big time year. I, I, I understand the slower start because he was dealing with the broken thumb. Um, that's, a, that's gotta be a tough thing, but the way he's come on since I, I'm, I'm still, man, I think he's been an awesome Eagle so far. Yeah, especially considered to be an undersized guy on the edge. I mean, at six one, you know, he's just been spec. He's been, he's been a he's been a tremendous Philadelphia Eagle. He's been a dynamic pass rusher over the past four seasons. I mean, four back to back. I'm sorry, back to back to back to back uh, double digit sack seasons on the year. Um, doesn't have any forced fumbles this year, and I think that's one of the differences that we're seeing in his game. Um, mm-hmm. Last year he had a, last year he had five forced fumbles, which which led the NFL. This year he has none. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's a big difference in the turnover margin that we're seeing. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles forced a lot of fumbles. They they had a lot of strip sacks last year. Uh, not much this season, if at all. Um, but still, uh, he's played every single game. Uh, he's been healthy despite despite having the cast, uh, and has eleven sacks on the season. Man, eleven tackles for loss. 19 quarterback hits. He's been he's been a dynamic player. So got to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been he's arguably been their most consistent defensive player too. I agree. I agree. I look. I I think he still impacts a game. Um, I think when there have been other guys who have been pretty quiet this season, um, he's still been a guy who's been consistent week in and week out. So and and I think the, there's still a lot to come from him. So I'm I'm stock up. And also another thing, remember he didn't get any sacks the first three weeks, right? So the injury, yeah. These eleven sacks have come over the past eleven games. Mm-hmm. So he's gotten eleven sacks in eleven games. He's got on average. So he's averaging a he's averaging a sack a game. Yeah. If, if, if that inconsistency, I don't know what is. Yeah, and, and, and also we, all, all yeah. his tackle for losses have come over the past um, eleven games as well. 
So, again, how many tackle for loss does he have on a season? 11. So, every game he gives you a sack and a tackle for loss. And I think they actually count those as the same, if I'm not mistaken. They but, do. Um, regardless, though, he stays in the backfield and he wreaks havoc. Yep. All right. Um, Josh Sweat. Stock down. Stock too quiet, man. Too Stock quiet down. lately. Stock down, man. And, um, you know, I, I've I've always given him grace because of his circumstances. Uh, but right now, um, only six and a half sacks on the season. Not terrible, but we but, but a guy like him, we expect more. I mean, he hasn't had a sack in the past five weeks. Like, we got to keep that in perspective. And again, I understand he's at a career high in snaps, and I can't I campaign for him all the time, and I try to have his back in every regard because of that. Um, he has several, so far in the season through 14 games played 720, 722 defensive snaps um, this season. And uh, last season he had 587. He's going to he's he's going to have north of 200 more snaps played this season than he did last year. That can affect your game. That can that can have a huge impact on your motor. Um, so I try to give him grace, but when you look at the numbers, stock is down. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, look, it's about production, and he hasn't been getting to the quarterback enough. He made a big play on, on a tackle uh, in the backfield. Mm-hmm. On, on Monday night, which was awesome. He blew the play up. But, you know, you're paid to get to the quarterback, and you got to be more consistent with that. And there's too many times where he just isn't there uh, as far as that goes. So he's down. He's down. Um, he's got to pick his game up. He is one of the guys you can absolutely point to. If the Eagles are going to get it together, he's got to play better. Yeah, he's he is a direct result of that. I mean, collectively, they all do, but he's certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Graham. Mm. Stocks down. It is sack. You know, in the in the game Monday night, but and I know he he has limited reps. <clears throat> he hasn't had the impact he had. He had eleven sacks last year. Yeah, um, limited reps, um, limited impact. Yeah, you know, um, last season, um, yeah, his snaps down are his, his snaps are significantly lower this go around. Last year he had four. Last year he. Had 474 defensive snaps, played 43% of the reps. Um, this season, only 300 total snaps, 31% of the reps. His 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 defensive contributions have dropped 12%. So they're clearly clearly holding him back and not allowing him to go out there and you know do his thing. Granted, he's 35 years old, but that's such a drastic drop off if you ask me. You know, from snap count, I think they need to give him more reps. Something, I don't know. It, Thirty-four and thirty-five, man. Like, is it really that big of a deal? <laughs> like, you know what no. I mean? I, I don't know. It's not. I don't know, man. So yeah, his his stock is definitely down uh, on the season. What does he have? Has three sacks coming off of his career high year and eleven sacks last year. Stock's down, man. But also, last year was an anomaly for him. You know, it, it was that whole team. They had what seventy plus sacks last year. That doesn't really happen 70. often. So, so yeah. I, I you, you couldn't really expect that. But I kind of expected him to have at least five or six sacks by yeah. this point. In the season. I, I would have given Lee. I, I didn't expect seventy, but yeah. I didn't expect it to drop off like this either. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Ex- I, I didn't expect double digit sacks from him this year either. I expected at least six at yeah. this point in the season. Yes, 
Agreed. So, all right, let's go. Um, Fletcher Cox, I'm firmly in the stock up. I think he's had a heck of a year. Yeah, man. Fletch is um Fletch is interesting because you know he I think he's playing the most snaps out of all the DTs, which is crazy for a guy being in what he's like in year, year twelve or 12, whatever it is, year yeah. ten, whatever it is. So yeah. a year eleven, I think. Let me count this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh wow, he's been leaving that long. Yeah, this is like year twelve or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Where where is he? He has five sacks on the season. He's playing. He's played six, the run well. Plays the run well. He's he's playing sixty six percent of the snaps this season, which is um, numerically more than what he did last year. Last year he played sixty five percent of the snaps. This year he's playing sixty six percent, and it would have been higher. But remember, he um didn't play, or he didn't finish the um Bills game, mm-hmm. so that number would have been higher. Yep. None, nonetheless, though, has been a force. Um, has been getting in the backfield, forced a fumble for a touchdown. You know he's he's been a hell he's been a hell of a player for the Philadelphia Eagles still at at age thirty three. Um, if they can find a way to bring him back, you know I would love to have him rotating with JD and and JC. Agreed, agreed. I I absolutely would love to have him back uh, next year. All right, um, Jalen Carter. Um, see, that's this is interesting because it's impossible to stay up or down for, based off of last year, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But just based um, off of what you thought, he's up, he's better, than yeah, that yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he, he can't, he came out guns blazing. Um, right now, as a rookie on the season, what does he have? He has what five sacks, six sacks, something like that. Let me make yeah. sure I got the number right. On the season, he has five sacks, um, a touchdown, uh, two forced fumbles, seven tackles for loss, eight quarterback hits. You know, he's been – and he, he defends the run very, very, very well. Um, he's played 50, 53% of the snaps for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, 47, 4, 471 total snaps. Um, he's a, he's in talks for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, there's a chance he might get it. So, yeah, man, um, I love everything about Jim Carr's game, love everything about his size, his build, the mentality. Um, he's, um, he's, he's lived up to the expectations without a doubt. Yes. All right. Uh, agreed. Let's go. Uh, his running mate, Jordan Davis. I'm gonna say stock, stock up. up because Jordan Davis came off of an underwhelming rookie year, and everything he gave you this season was just, you know, athleticism. The motor was higher. He even came in to give you a few sacks here and there. Run defense has been great for the most part, uh, except and except for the past, you know, several games where the team itself kind of just hasn't really had a, a a good run defense um situation, but. Overall, I, I would say stock up for Jordan Davis. I just love um, how, how, how he's responded this season. I think he's been excellent. Um, I, I think he surprised me how well he's – and I think he, his, he's hit a little bit of a wall. But I think his play yeah. against the in the passing game has surprised me. I thought he was almost going to be used strictly as a specialist. I thought mm-hmm. he was just going to be a running guy. Um, but you, yep. you don't have to take him off the field necessarily. And, yep. and also, think, yeah, also, um, career, um, he's career high in snap counts. Grand only been in the league for two years, but last season, 26% of the defensive snaps, which is 224 total defensive snaps this year, 45% of the defensive snaps, um, which is a total of 430 defensive snaps. So he's just been, um, on the field way more. And remind you, um, last year he did that, uh, he put up. 26% of the snaps 
in 13 games played and 14 games played this year, 45%. Um, and he's been a starter. He started every single game for them. So yep. um, he's been a, he, he's been an Iron Man this season, especially um, dealing with the injury bug last year. Um, let's let's hope he can continue to stay healthy, man. And uh, we're already seeing that athleticism take shape. He's only going to get better, and that motor is only going to get um, um, better as well. All right, I'm going to bring this one up. It's obvious, uh, you know, but he was a starter for the beginning of the year. Nicobe Dean, I mean, between injuries and, you know, the way he played, it's pretty obvious what that is. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what the future holds there. That's yeah. the problem. No, if idea. you bought, if you bought into that stock, man, that stock is almost worthless yeah. right now. A penny. So, yeah, yeah, it's a penny stock right now. So, um, never gonna spend too much time on it. Nicobe Dean's been on IR twice this season. Can't stay healthy. We have no idea what he can provide. Um, you know, for the full length of a season. Um, yeah. having a, we we have no idea what his ceiling is and. Um, we don't know if we'll ever find out if he can't stay healthy. So that's where I'm at with him, man. Um, right. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not even going to kill him. No, nah, I don't need to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, Nicholas Morrow. Um, it's kind of what I thought he was going to be. Honestly, I, I don't. I, he's almost a flat line for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's exactly what you thought it would be. He's he's been. He's had good games. He's had me, mediocre games. He's had terrible games. He's been literally an inconsistent player. Yeah. You know. Now, now there, now were there moments where he was one of their higher graded linebackers, yeah, um, but that was when the defensive line was playing way better. Defensive line fell off a little bit. His Correct. games fell falling off a bit. So um, we know we know he's been a product of the guys in front of him, like most linebackers are in the league. So mm-hmm. um, he's just been a really inconsistent player. He's been a liability in pass coverage um, lately, and um, he's been he's been missing tackles, especially in that Forty Nineers game and Cowboys game. So man, um, stock. Stock down or stocks or maybe maybe I know maybe if, there is, if there is such a thing as a flat line, he that's him. It's yeah, kinda, like he's exactly what you probably hold, thought he would be. It's a holding uh, stock. Yeah, it's a holding pattern, right? Right. Uh, I would say Zach Cunningham is better than I thought he was going to be when they yeah. grabbed him. I'll say he, stock up for played, him. He's played fine. He's been fine. Yeah, I'll say stock up for Zach Cunningham. He's been the best linebacker easily. Yeah, I, I agreed. I, like I, I wouldn't mind having him back next year. You know, I yeah, I hope I they upgrade the position in general, but I'd be okay if he was one of the people that decided to bring back. I'll put it that way. Um, Slay. I feel like Slay is a flat line because last year he started off really well. Then he kind of tapered off a bit. And what we're seeing right now is kind of where he left off. Um, but they've been so bad all across the board, it's kind of hard to really notice. I would say flat line for Darius Slay. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's a flat line. Like, I think he's been their best corner. There's no doubt about obviously. You know, you know but. Pairing him too. Right, but also, like, you know, what's a six in a room full of fours? I agree. I mean? No, you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're right. But if I, I would say if you ask me to assess his play this year, I'd say he's been pretty good. I'd say he's been pretty good. He hasn't been great. He's been pretty good, which yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I think I think the word I would use. He's been decent. Yeah, it's been decent. I mean, you, you, the thing with him is you're going to deal with headaches. There's going to be stuff where you're just like, dude, really, you yeah. know. But kind of goes with the territory, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm okay. I mean, all, all things considered. So where we're going next is this is the other without we don't need to expand. My, 
Bradbury's so far down. He's the, the other stock. He's he's out of the stock market. Like he's you can't even buy the stock at this. Br- point. Bradbury's been a dingleberry. Like yeah. it's it's just it's bad. It's just bad. Just flat out bad. Awful. Abysmal. Catastrophic. Yeah. You know. It's just it's just been and, bad. And here's the tough thing too, Tone. You're locked into both of these guys next year For the unless next you're willing year. to take massive hits yeah. to, to your to your cat. Or you find a way to flip them for something. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Nobody t- nobody taking Bradbury yet. I'm not saw. counting that, that. In, in that contract. Nobody taking that. So they're 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 kind of they're kind of stuck. Yeah. Or they uh, find a way to no, nah, they're not gonna get money back. I don't see I, I those guys aren't rest- reconstructing no shot. No shot. no shot. And unless you convince them to take it in some kind of bonus or I, I or mean, the, I guess yeah. things, you could get creative where they're still getting their money and how he's good at that. But you know, we'll see. Um, blank and chip. Stock up. Yeah. I say stock up. Real blank and chip, despite the injuries. Um, he's actually been, uh, one of their best defensive backs. Um, especially if you look at it from, um, pro football focus standards, um, his his overall grade of pro, um, from Pro Football Focus is seventy five. Um, he has two interceptions, two interceptions on the season, um, sixty two total, ta- uh, 60, 62 solo tackles, twenty two assisted. I think he leads the Eagles in tackles, as a matter of fact. Yep. Um, yeah, he leads them with ninety. But that's also not a good thing when your safety leads your team in tackles. That's not a good sign for your linebackers and anybody else. So, um, but he's also just everywhere on the field. So um, I'll say stock up for Reed Blankenship, especially knowing where he came from, Middle Tennessee State, undrafted guy, um, made some plays here and there. I'll say, I, I, I I'll, he, say I'll say stock up. I think he's stock up too. I mean, I, I think he's shown you that when, especially when if they can figure out a way to pair him with a with a, a good other safety, uh, I, I think Reed Blankenship is going to be just fine. Uh, you know, I think he's shown them and shown us that he's a starting caliber safety in this league and. These guys still has the nose for the ball and he will hit you. Yeah, I, I he's made some mistakes that first year starters make, but all in all, I'm good there. I'm good there. Um I don't know if this is even fair. Kevin Byard. It's tough. He's been here, he hasn't been here that long. He, you know what he looks like, Tone? He looks to me like a guy who is on the back nine. Yeah. Yeah, the back nine or in the wrong situation. Um I haven't. We have. We haven't really yeah, I don't gotten, know that this defense compliments him. Yeah, either, the style. Yeah, and he just he he doesn't have the speed anymore. Yep. So, I mean, I admire the swing how how we made. I mean, Terrell Edmonds, Kevin Byard. I think I'll take my chances with Kevin Byard. And, you know, he 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 just he just hasn't he just hasn't been the guy. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I don't know. Is it fair to even throw Roby into this? You know, he's been okay. He's been a stabilizing force. You know, he's all right. It, it, it's yeah, it's something that stopped the leak, I guess, for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he he's what you call that gorilla tape. You know what I mean, or, yeah. or that duct tape. You know, you just got it there for the moment. It can't stay there. Yeah. But um, it it, it it'll hold up for a for a minute. It'll hold up right. for a minute. Okay. Let, let's jump away from the players. Sirianni. Stock down. Yep. Stock down, man. He looks like a fool right now in that organization. He looks like he has no control. He looks like he has no idea what's going on. He looks like he's just being sent out there to say things that he doesn't even believe in. Um, he he he's he had he's had an embarrassing week, an embarrassing week. Um, and he should feel that. So his stock is down. 
uh, in my opinion. I think he's down. Um, you know, your team is headed in the wrong direction. Uh, if you had any kind of say in the hiring of Desai or the elevation of Brian Johnson, you got to wear some of that. Um, you don't appear to have the answers to be able to fix what's ailing you right now. And, you know, and to come out and lose again a, a game like last week in the manner in which you lost to a team that was not as good as you and, and more injured than you, it's a bad look all around. This whole, this whole, you're right, this past week is a black eye for everybody, man. It's it's a bad look for everybody involved in the in the front office and the coaching staff for sure. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to kick a guy when he's down here, but, you know, Desai, obviously, I, I think it was – I'm not even going to – I, be, I blame the Eagles more than I blame him. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not ever going to really do it Do it to the side. I don't like how that whole situation played itself out. Yeah. Um, my thing is, again, if 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 he if he lost the job, fire him. Just fire him. Get him out the building. Yeah. Cut ties. Cut ties. It it, it happens. Move on. Yeah. Admit admit the failure. Fire him. But no, you want to keep him in the building for some reason. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that, man. I'm not buying that. It looks. It, it, it looks bush league. It looks unprofessional. Fire the man. Have some balls and fire the man. You yeah. demoted him. You took. You took his power away. His key five barely works most days. Like sometimes he got to. Sometimes he got to take somebody to let him in the gate. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like just fire him. I'm here. Let yeah. him go. Bad luck. It is. It's a. It, it's just a bad overall look. So I'm not going to give the side grade right now because uh, how because of how the Eagles are doing business when it comes to him. Uh, Brian Johnson, obvious. Stock down. Way Stock down. down. He Way can't. Down. Un, he can't unlock a guy who he's known his whole life. Uh, he can't. There doesn't seem to be any kind of consistency. They never has been with the play calling. It's vanilla. It's forced. It's not something that, you know, other teams, I don't think, lay up at night like, oh, my God, what are they designing here? No, it's not any of that. And that's bad. It's a bad look. Um, yeah, flat up. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go, Howie. Stock down. Yeah. Stock down. Um, the way he keeps addressing this linebacker position. Um, unfortunately, even though it's revisionist history, he um he miscalculated or overestimated James Bradbury. And again, I can't kill him for making the move, but the results matter. It's a results-oriented business. And it's looking like a bad contract now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Slay contract is looking like a bad deal right now. Um, so stocks down, especially for miscalculating the Nicobe Dean situation. You completely mishandled that. And I said that from the beginning. I said it before this before training keeping started. I said they're going to regret letting TJ Edwards walk out of all the lost players in free agency. And he wasn't even the best player they lost. But in my opinion, he was the most valuable player they lost. And they allowed him to walk after developing him. That is malpractice at its finest, if you ask me, Rob Ellis. I agree. You, you de- okay, you didn't draft him, but you but you signed him as an undrafted free agent. You might as well because you might as well say you drafted him, you developed him. Mm-hmm. And you let him walk. And, you know, I know yesterday D-Gun said um, he wanted to go home. I don't believe I, I don't believe that was just the case. I, I, I've, I've asked John McMullen this multiple times. He said they didn't make him an offer. 
if someone if someone doesn't make you an offer, I mean, do you have an option? Do you, you don't have, have any choice. No, you have no choice. So he went to the next best option, and it just yeah. so happened that he was able to go home. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not buying that he just wanted to go home. I don't think that was the case. Who 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 wants to go play in Chicago? I don't care. Listen, I'm from Philly. If the Eagles suck. And I and I'm playing in Atlanta, and we hot right now. And I got a chance to sign a contract between either or. I say, listen, Philly, I love y'all, but we in Atlanta, we cook oh, over here. Right, and you, you can always have your home there in the off season. That's great. Exactly. exactly. Doesn't mean you got to go get your head kicked in. Exactly. The team's not doing. But well. they didn't make him an offer, and that's and that's the disconnect. They didn't make I him agree. an offer, and therefore, you know, how can you go somewhere where clearly they're not wanting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it stocks down for Howie. I mean, th- there's T.J. Edwards. That's the gla- that's one of the glaring ones. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. The, but Perhaps more important than that tone is you and 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 Jeffrey Lurie and whoever else the decision makers are decided Desai was the guy. Brian Johnson was the guy. And you rolled with both of those guys. And we've yeah. seen the direct results. You've already pulled the plug on one. The other one's teetering. And there's no denying that. Like they, they look like massive mistakes right now. Not to mention the fact that you didn't do enough on the defensive side for sure uh to to stabilize they, they were very thin like what was the plan after nicobe dean if that didn't work right they, really and, and, that was, and, and and that goes into my question that i have for you earlier right what are the odds harry roseman and jeffrey Lurie change or alter the way they built rosters coaching staffs and do business and do you think they ever will notice the error of their ways first of all great question um if you can't recognize, especially if they get bounced early in the playoffs, if you can't recognize that you made mistakes in the way that you approach this offseason, it's really a bad sign for Eagles fans because there's there's no um, self-awareness or self-reflection, if that's the case. Um, I do worry that there's a level of arrogance, that there's a level of, hey, we won a Super Bowl six years ago. We were in one last year. Who, who are you to question us? The way we do it is the right way when it's an ever evolving league. Do you and feel like that's one of the worst things that ever happened to them as far as to their egos to win that Super Bowl? I mean, greatest thing, greatest thing for us, obviously, as fans, mm-hmm. but one of the worst things that happened to their egos. Well, because, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I think to answer you, I, I think what happened was, I think it was affirmation for, to Howie that when I got booted out of this thing. I went back and did the right things and, and learned from, you know, from my mistakes and how I can get better. And I got better and I did the things to, to help us win a Super Bowl. I think he gave him affirmation as far as that goes. But what I wonder is, is he able to, to evolve and get better without having something that extreme happen to him? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, meaning, I know what you mean. yeah, meaning, Hey, uh, we brought in Nick Sirianni the first year with Nick. We were in the playoffs. So next year we're in the Super Bowl. Like we're we got this. Maybe this is the the comeuppance or the wake up call that they need that he needs to do something different. I just wish it didn't have to be at, at, this year get sacrificed for it. You know, uh, that's kind of the way it feels. Like they fell back into the old. We don't need a linebacker. Um, you need at least one. Yeah, you need at least and, one guy that's competent. Come and on, I just guys. don't know that the judgment was there. You know, like I, I, I can understand Johnson. Johnson was a hot commodity. Uh, he, 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 he was there with Steichen. Like I get that one. I, 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 I understood it too. By yeah. the way, 
I, I understood it, but did I agree with it wholeheartedly? No, because in my mind, I'm like, my, my thing is, if your Super Bowl window is now and you have a quarterback who's developing quickly, I want to put the best and most experienced people around him. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't do that. Yeah. I feel like they, I feel I feel like they I feel like they they fell back and said, look, we got a late start on this thing because we were in the Super Bowl. Okay, let's just elevate let's just elevate from within because what that'll do is it'll show that we know how to develop coaches and we have we we have the guys in the building all along. You know, it's like it's like you know when you outsource for something, you're kind of admitting that we don't have it in 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 the building, right? We we don't we don't we 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 need to bring this in. When you elevate from within, you're saying to yourself, or what you're saying to the world is, "Hey, listen, we do things right over here. We right. always got the answers." It's sometimes how these moves are a bit ego driven, and um, Brian Johnson, even though it sounded it seemed like the right move at the time, um, obviously right now it's not panning out. Well, I I think that. The, the other thing they they did, which now looks like a massive mistake, and I noticed I had one year of being a defensive coordinator under his belt in Chicago. They went with relatively inexperienced guys. When your team is on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl, you went to the Super Bowl, lost by three points. Is that the time to go young? Probably not. You can make an argument. The reason they lost that Super Bowl is because of lack of experience. Yeah. So, like you, so you come back the final year with even less experience. Yep. So I think now, and, and and you look at what they did. Patricia is a guy who's been around, whatever, however you feel about him, he's been around a long time, you know, and, and, and that was their default mode. So that turns out was a big mistake because think about it, Tone. As much as Sirianni's had really good success, he's in his third year as a coach. He's 40, I think he's 41, 42, whatever he is. He, he's pretty young. You would have been better suited having, I think, more experienced guys around him. Now, everything is is hindsight. I get it. I get it. Yeah, he's forty two. Nick Sirianni's forty two. So everything's hindsight right now. But it, it, it's looking like that's a direction that you could have gone. You know, with this team that's so close, rather than some growing pains along the way with with some of these guys. So yeah, 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 and, and you know, Nick Sirianni. I mean, he was an OC for three years in Indy. So I was like, okay, all right, three years as OC. All right, I can somewhat roll with that. You know what I mean? Um, but again, when you look at how everything's just been going, man, um, he has to, he has to, you know, just as players have to continue to hold themselves, hold themselves accountable and develop and, you know, tweak their game and add new moves to their toolbox. Like wide receivers, you want to, you know, you don't just want to be the same player as you were in year one and year five. You want to continue to just, evolve your game sure. i think i don't think nick sirianni has evolved his mind as a you know as a as a coach i think he's yeah. kind of I, I think this team has been so talented he kind of felt like he can ride that right and he has not evolved or developed as a head coach i don't think i really don't think he has well i think the talent level was so good last year that maybe the coaching didn't have to be as good you lost you took enough of a hit talent wise that now you're you have to coach these guys up. Like Paul asks an interesting question, and I think it's a, a thought-provoking question. He says, "Name the experienced coordinators who are available in mid-February who aren't already taken by you know to have hadn't already taken other jobs." Meaning the Eagles a, went to the Super Bowl. That's a very good question. It's a fair question. Now I, in front of me, I don't have the list of assistant coaches who were around that they could have grabbed, um, but that is a challenge when you go deep. That the pool is less for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, than what you had. 
and I, again, I, 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 that's something I can do after the show is dip into it a little bit and look, mm-hmm. but here's what I do know. What apparently these two guys were not it, you know, whatever it was, <laughs> they were not it, but it's a fair right. question. Like it's a, it is, it's a fair point. Um, all right, let's hit it. Let's come back tone and we'll dip into our NFL segment here. Uh, some updates on injuries, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tommy Chicken Cutlets, uh, reverse course. So we'll get into that as well. There's a lot of ground to cover uh, when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any types of issues with your trees, your yard, your property, whatever the case may be. They're just a quick phone call away, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
Back on the shield, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Let's hit the like button if you could, my friends. Appreciate it. All right, Tone, let's look at some NFL stuff here. Um, <laughs> so Tommy DeVito, he's soaking up every last second of the 15 minutes. All right. He's at about 437, I, I would say, right now of the 15 minutes. But uh, I think this was a nice thing. We talked about it yesterday. There was a pizza place in North Jersey that he was uh, – supposed to make an appearance for allegedly they agreed upon 10 grand for him to go. Then allegedly his agent bumped it up to 20 grand. Okay. So Agreed. he got some bad pub out of it. DeVito yesterday on his own after practice went to the, the, the pizza joint, hung out, made pizzas, made sandwiches, signed autographs, did it all for free. Good move. Nice move. Give him props. Yeah, I'd give him props, but you missed out on 10 G's dummy. <laughs> like come on man time is money and yeah it's a nice thing to do yeah it's a nice humble pie to eat you know it's cool but you're an idiot you lost 10 g's like that's well, where i have a conversation with the agent and i'm what like what are we hey, doing hey, here like now if he would have said hey listen um you know let's 12 so 12 and i got you yeah okay we could find another two grand somewhere we could find it yeah. you're an idiot you're an idiot yeah, but I that's that's honestly where I have the conversation with the agent and I'm like, hey man, ten grand's ten grand. Like listen, we don't we don't need to get crazy here, you know? Listen, he was he, <laughs> that agent thought he was in casino a good fellow. He tried to shake him down. Did you see his did you see the agent's outfit last week? Yeah. He looked like the fighting Irish guy in that green suit. That's what he looked like. Oh, I didn't see the green suit. Oh, I saw I saw him on the sideline. Oh my god. Yeah, so he's look up the look up the suit. He looks like the fighting Irish guy. He's got the green pimp suit on with the hat, and he just looked ridiculous. You know, I, I, it's absurd. Oh my god! It might have been dude. in the New Orleans. For some reason, I think it was in New Orleans. I don't know. He must represent other guys, obviously. But like, I don't. It was crazy. So. Oh wait, I think I found it. I think yeah. I found it. Oh my god! Yeah, he looks god. like an I, like an elf. I Here think I is. found it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's it. Tell me he doesn't look like the fighting Irish guy, right? Doesn't he? Yo, he looks like a shyster. Looks, he looks like you can't. Looks like he sells fake gold watches. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This and dude that, and that dude's riding every second of this too. The, the agent. Uh, that's for sure. Sean Stellato is, is his name. What's his name? Sean Stellato. S T L L A T O. Sean. Yeah, that, 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 that's on brand. Um. All right. So there's that. Uh, this this is out of the no kidding, but whatever he said. It. Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, they're going to play out the rest of the season, then make a judgment on Arthur Smith, a.k.a. he gone. He's out of here. Yeah, they made their minds up. Yeah, he's gone. Um, so they've gone back to now Taylor Heineke for the rest of the season after they pulled the plug on Desmond Ritter. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where things are in, in Atlanta. What a – I don't know what that is there too. That, that Atlanta seems like a team that's like if they had some stable quarterback play, they'd be a team that you got to you know lace up against every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just mm -hmm. seem because they're competitive all the time, but it's never you enough. Know, you don't know what they are. They're like one of those teams that are literally in limbo. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't think they've utilized Bijan Robinson enough. I I don't know that they've you know like Drake London looks like he's coming on. Both I feel time. like they've never really gotten the most out of Kyle Pitts. Mm -hmm. 
you know, whatever. So somebody else will, somebody else is there to me, they need to draft a quarterback too, on top of everything else. Um, this is tough blow for the Texans. CJ Stroud out, Stroud out likely again this week, concussion protocol. Um, they play the Browns. I said this to you in our pre-show meeting. I'm glad at least the Texans aren't trying to rush him back. You know, like it's one thing if you're out there on an ankle or a knee or whatever. It's another thing if your head's not right, man. So I'm props to them for not trying to get him back quicker than he's ready to come back. Yeah, I respect it. I respect what they're doing, man. Um, the fact of the matter is this is your franchise. The, uh, the, uh, the, the next 15 years of your organization is in the balance. You want to make sure you have that solidified. And, you know, they know that they know they dropped the ball with Deshaun Watson. Also, Deshaun Watson made it easy for them to drop the ball with his right. missing, you know, with his misgivings. <clears throat> but overall, um, they know um, that they can't afford, they can't mess this one up. You know, they, they got how many organizations can say they've gotten a generational talent back to back drafts? Yeah, they can't. Yep. Mess it up, but they know they can't. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to treat him with kid gloves and whatever he needs. They'll do it. It's such a hard position to get right. There's so many busts. There's such a high bust level. When you get it right, don't play. So, and I and I I just think they get it. They got the right coach. The GM though, seems to know what he's doing. Uh, you know that that'll be. It's a good setup there. Uh, all right, maybe this will be the last time we have to talk about this. So Aaron Rodgers now indicates that he won't return this season. And so, yeah, oh yeah, shocking. I know, I know. Every week we sat there saying this dude's going to come back in three months from a torn Achilles. You know, give me a break. But anyway, um, the Jets are activating him, but he won't be playing. It'll allow him to practice with the team to sort of further his rehab. You know, that that's essentially all this is. The, you know what this was, Tone? This was a four-month attention grab for a guy who was going to be put on the back burner because he tore the Achilles. This was exactly. his way to, to keep himself in, in, the, in the forefront of all of this crap. Exactly. That's exactly what this was. He's a 44, 45-year-old quarterback that has almost nothing left, and he wanted to stay relevant, you know? And, look, who am I to say he has nothing left, right? I mean, he's a talented dude, one of the best to ever do it. But as far as just the desire to want to stay relevant, that's what Artis was. He wanted to stay relevant, and he did. And that the, I, 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 can't, I can't describe it as anything but – uh, as an attention grab, like you said. Yeah. Um, elsewhere. So uh, the, this, the, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this mess with the Steelers. Obviously, the, the season's been a challenge to begin with. But George Pickens, his efforts been called into question a bunch of times this year and mm-hmm. his attitude. He's He's been a guy who's, who's had some words for Tomlin, for other guys when he's you know, come off the field, et cetera. But there was a play last week where – for a second, he was engaged, I guess, with a D-back blocking on a, on a run play and then just was like, eh, I'm good. And it, it cost him on the play. His reasoning was, I don't want to get rolled up on when I'm trying to block. Like that was That's how he justified not going all out on the play. And even cited Tank Dell, who got rolled up on for the Texans. It's like, dude, come on, man. You play football. Yeah. What do you mean? You play football. If you if you if you didn't want to get rolled up, go play basketball, or some yeah. or baseball. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know what pisses me off about some people? They choose their life. They choose, they choose their profession, and then they yeah. complain 
about what comes with the with, with you know comes with the gig. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one's saying you're like now if, if you work if you work in a certain industry and you're dealing with certain things that are just you know malpractice in your in, you know in your industry. Yeah, call it out or whatever. But like, bro, block for the running back. Yeah. Guys get rolled up on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the game. It's like, the risk how would you take. feel if he catches a screen and the old lineman say, "O lineman's like, dude, I, you know, I've seen another old lineman get rolled I, up on. I don't want to get rolled up on. I Tell saw, me, he's not going to be angry. I saw Lane Johnson almost get rolled up on in, in Seattle. So, I mean, hey, listen, bro, those screen plays, the, the, uh, the, those those screen plays get a little tricky. So, you might have to make a couple plays. <laughs> you might be on your own. <laughs> you might be on your own player. Come on, dog, make it make yeah. sense, man." Get, yeah. get him I out of here. Like, I know how talented, and he's really talented. Tomlin must oh, want to strangle him, man, behind the scenes, you know? Right, man. They they have they have they haven't had good luck at the wide receiver position from a from a from a mentality standpoint since what Heinz Ward. Right. Right. Yeah, they had to deal with Antonio Brown, even though he Ant- produced Antonio was, Brown immature, Juju Smith immature, George Pickens immature, Deontay Johnson immature. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. All right, uh, a couple other uh, things here. The Colts have suspended Isaiah McKenzie, who's a wide receiver, Tony Brown, who's a corner, for the final three games of the year for conduct detrimental to the team. They haven't mm-hmm. they haven't said what it is. I'm sure it'll come out at some point, but it must have been something really bad. I know these guys are backups. They're like special teamers, but to get whacked for the last three games of the regular season for a team that's in contention, you must have really done something. It's going to come out. The league is um, – not the league. The, uh, the teamers are getting ahead of it. So, so someone's coming. Someone's about to come out within the next probably week or so. Yeah, because it's three games. Like, like you, you don't just get that from missing curfew. No, you know what I mean, or whatever it is. Like that's a, that's a, I'm sure for for those guys who are probably not making a ton, losing three game checks. It's serious, man. It's mm-hmm. serious. Uh, elsewhere, the uh, Jamar Chase. Likely out versus the Steelers. He's got that injured AC joint. Um, that's a big one, man. You know, Browning's done a good job for them, but but to be missing the best receiver on the team. And I and look, the good news is for them, they still have uh, T. Higgins. They still have Tyler Boyd, but that's a big loss. Yeah, no, still, no still got Mix in there. He catches the ball at the back foot a lot. Yeah. But still, like you said, um, it is a big loss. He's like, you know, Jamar Chase is like that playmaker. He's that game breaker. You know, you want him on the field. So, yeah, big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor could return this week, potentially. Um, you know, and they're right there in, in the uh, in the standings in the, mm-hmm. in the playoff hunt. Uh, so getting him back. Um, so right now the Colts are the seven seed. So they're in right now uh, at eight and six. They're tied with the, uh, the, the Bengals are eight and six. The Colts are eight and six. The Texans and the Bills are all eight and six. Um, and the Colts this week uh, are playing the Falcons. They're at the Falcons. So okay. uh, that'd be a nice boost, you know, for them. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, so, uh, the, the elsewhere, too. Um, you know, I, well, let, me, let me just hit you with this first. I, I want to circle back to the, the Arthur Smith thing. Okay. I got a bunch of other things I want to hit you with, but I want to start with this. Coaching hot seats. All right, I want to just I, – I'll read off – Let's go through the divisions and you tell me if there's any changes made with these teams. Okay. AFC East. Some of these are obvious. Dolphins, 
No chance. I think Salah stay. I think Salah stays with the Jets. See, I think Salah's out. Really? I think Salah's out. I think Belichick's out. I think Sean McDermott survives. See, here's the thing. The reason I don't think Salah's out is because they know he got shortchanged with Aaron Rodgers being uh, hurt. True. So I think they'll that buys him another year. Um, Belichick. I think he's out. I think he's out. I think he's, I think he's coaching elsewhere. Yeah, he's coaching elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's coaching next year, but it's not going to be there. Right. Um, Salah's an interesting one. I don't I, – I, you make a point with the Rodgers thing. I just think it's been so sideways other than that. And now the only thing I would say is if the front office was forcing him to do the Zach Wilson dance, maybe that buys him a little something. But if mm-hmm. that stuff was his call – where he kept backing Zach Wilson, then he's out. But it could, that very well could be a front office thing. Yeah, All right, let's I, go to, I, I think I think front office for sure. Yeah, I think everybody returns in the AFC North. That's the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. No question. Um. Okay. I I would I would pull the trigger if I'm Tennessee, but every report out of there is Vrabel safe. So it right. that would be the Jaguars, the Colts the Texans, and the Titans. Do you think everybody survives there? Yeah, I think they will. Okay. I think they will. Vrabel's a very good coach. Um, they just haven't been talented enough on offense, if you ask me. Yeah. And um, they might have the quarterback with Levis. They might. Might. He, he's he's uh, right. streaky, but they he might. He is. He is. AFC West, uh, the, the, so you're going to have two changes. Um, yeah. Are they just? Are they going to bump up Antonio Pierce in Vegas? I don't know. To be determined. Yeah. And there's no question. There's a chance. There's already been a change with the Chargers. So um, the only question there is Vegas. Yeah. Because um, they have Chiefs, Colts, Broncos in the final three weeks. Right. Can can they win any of those games? I mean, I think they're a type of team they could, but do I have faith in them? No. No. Right. Could they shock the Colts? It's possible. Um, the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are a team that understands their situation. The Chiefs aren't going to allow themselves to lose this game. Yeah, I agree. So these Chiefs are in a in a bad way. They they're. Yeah. I don't see them losing that game. Broncos same. So Broncos are fighting for their playoff lives. Nope. Yeah, yeah so. that, that might not be a good ending for him. Yeah. All right, let's go NFC East. I think the only change is Washington. I think Dable's absolutely safe. Uh, yeah, I think I think Dable's safe as well. Yep. Um, Ron, Ron Rivera is definitely out. I think I think I think the enemy gets elevated. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I could see that 100% see that happening. They're four and ten, by the way, uh, Washington. Um, let's go North. Uh, Detroit, no. Vikings, no. Green Bay, no. Chicago. I think Eberflus is safe. I do too, actually. I do I too. I think he's safe. You need some stability. You can't keep swapping out coaches after a while. Like they clearly respond to him. So I think Eberflus is safe. All right. Let's go south. Um, you know, a lot of this is going to depend, I think, on who wins the division. If Tampa doesn't, Bowles might be in trouble. If the Saints don't, I think Allen's out. And right now, Atlanta six and eight. I don't think they're making the playoffs, and I think Arthur Smith is gone. So, and you're going to have a new wow. You're going to have a new Panthers coach. 
that whole division can very well Damn. get, get that's a, has that ever happened before? An entire All division four teams. Wow. I don't know. I don't think that's ever happened. All four teams in a division have new coaches from the year before. That's hmm. pretty crazy. It's possible. Um, all right, go west. No San Fran, no Rams, unless McVay walks away on his own. Uh, Pete Carroll, it would be his call. And Gannon's not going anywhere. So there's probably no changes in the west. Right. Yeah. So so just doubling back, we're going to see changes in the south for sure. Yep. Um, we're going to see a change in the NFC East. We're yep. going to see a couple changes in the AFC West. Nobody and, in the North. And we're going to see a couple – we're going to see at least, at least one change in the AFC East. Yeah. I would say the biggest up in the airs are New England. New, New England's up in the air. I think Tampa Bay's up in the air. Tampa's up in the air. Chicago is still up in the air. I mean, I would lean towards he stays, but right. it's still up in the air. Um, I don't think Atlanta's up in the air. I think they've made up their mind. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot of changes if they all come come in. I mean, you're talking double digit if that all comes in. Man. Yeah. Not for long. <laughs> it's a not, not for long. <laughs> the not ultimate for- not for long league. All right. Your offensive player of the week in the NFC is Baker Mayfield. Your uh, defensive player of the week, this one's going to hurt Eagles fans, Julian Love uh, for his two interceptions. James Cook, who's really come on for the Bills, is the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, Certainly well-deserved. Bradley Chubb gets the Defensive Player of the Week for the Dolphins. Um, The Special Teams Player of the Week is Fairburn, the uh, the kicker. who got special teams in the NFC? Uh, I'm not saying that right now. All right, uh, Eddie Pinheiro got, got it for the uh, for the NFC. So there's your there your guys. Julian Love coming off the two interceptions uh, against the Eagles, which both in the fourth quarter, both in. Ex- I am not over throwing to Quez Watkins in that spot. I'm not over it. Like I I I, that, I hated the throw to AJ that ended it just because I thought it was a bad decision. But it's at least it's AJ Brown. I don't understand the one to Quez Watkins, man. Uh, that's that's where I'm saying, coaches and Jalen. What are you thinking, guys? What are you thinking? Nothing at all. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, not thinking at all. Not thinking at all. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And, and let me throw this one at you. Um, so the clear and obvious replay bar. Um, is they're gonna they're gonna have to raise that bad boy uh, a little bit, you know, uh, for from a replay standpoint, you know, his heel was in whatever. I mean, if you really do go back and look at that last interception, I don't think he got his other foot in. It doesn't even, matter. None of us even want to hear it at this point. We just want to move on. That left toe didn't hit the ground, in my opinion. No, it didn't. So, uh, was, is that why they lost? No before anybody starts saying that, but it, it pro- technically was an interception. It should have been the Eagles ball. They should have at least what they, they had two timeouts. So they could have run another play to get close and then gotten Elliot out there conceivably, but we'll never know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, all right. Let's get a timeout. Let's come back. We're gonna hit a bunch of different things. Big game tonight for the Sixers tone. Uh, they will take on the T wolves. That's a nice little test kind of game right there uh, in Philadelphia. And guess who just keeps rolling? 
the orange and black. The flyers, baby, the flyers. Rolling. Yes. We'll talk about that. John Morant made a uh, made his comeback last night in in you know pretty wild fashion. A bunch of other things that we'll hit uh, when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. We'll be right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street, and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. 
Eagles. Final segment of the show. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. You guys are the best at the Shields. I am Rob Ellis with Sports Take. All right, Tone, so let's hit a couple things here. Uh, Sixers play the T-Wolves tonight. Nice matchup. Uh, Sixers 18 and 8. T-Wolves coming at 20 and 5. Perhaps the biggest surprise of the NBA season is, is how they played, um, you know, so far. Really good defensively. Um, Anthony Edwards is the real deal. Uh, this is a this is a good team. I'm I'm looking forward to this one tonight, man. To you know, the Sixers, to their credit, they have been disposing of some, you know, some questionable teams and in a manner yeah. in which they're killing them. They've been um, taking out the trash. Yeah, to coming off a little bit of a uh, you know a disappointing loss on Monday, we we lo- got lost in the shuffle. The Eagles lost, but they lost to the Bulls at home, so they're looking to bounce back. Um, the only bummer is it looks no no Nicholas Batum tonight with the hamstring. Um, looks like Ubre will probably jump in there and start for him, which obviously hurts your depth uh, bench wise. But good t- good game tonight, good setup. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely gonna be a good game tonight. Um, going to be a real good test for Tyrese Maxey. And Embiid as well. I mean, you know, I do like how uh, the, t- the Timberwolves are built. You know, I love I love what Mike Connolly brings to their game as well. Mike Connolly does an amazing job in pacing their offense and not allowing them to run amok. And also another thing, man. Um, I think you and I both were pretty critical of the whole you know, Car Anthony Towns Rudy Gobert combination. And, I was. I know. I and was. And somehow, some way, it's working. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, it's working. So, um. Yeah, um, I just felt like they gave too much up, you know, for a guy who's so limited offensively. But they've, to their credit, they, they've, co- they've coached them to their strengths. Like right. they're a very good defensive team, and they're letting guys like Edwards eat. You know, they're they're their he's their go to guy. But yeah, I mean, there I would say there's there's a couple of teams in the NBA that have surprised. Um, one of them being the Magic. Orlando's off to a sixteen and nine. Yeah. Start. I didn't see that one coming. And the T Wolves with the twenty and five start is is a real, real shocker so far. Definitely, definitely. But man, look, these young teams are starting to um blossom. You know, the only young team that we still haven't figured out is the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> they've lost twenty four straight. We should we we got to start keeping track of that every show. Twenty four. Lord have mercy, straight. man. I can't. I, I so, like something like that is just flat out embarrassing. That's they're they're in a situation where if they win a game, they're gonna think they won a championship. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be like celebrations, uh, champagne. Um, but yeah, you're right. So the 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 magic, the um, the T wolves, Oklahoma City after all those years, and and just gathering assets, looks like they're ready to start making the move now. You know, at seventeen and eight. So I I, I like to see some new blood, man. You know, I, I like to see some new blood in there. Yeah, man. Like you know, the it's it's. The league is slowly going through a changing of the guard. You know what I mean? Guys like, you know, LeBron and, you know, Steph Curry and, um, you know, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, you know, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, all those guys, you know, are slowly starting to become the, um, I don't want to say afterthought, they're still box office, but they're slowly starting to enter the final two, three, four, years of their careers in my yeah. opinion um yeah. so you know this new wave of talent man it's going to be super exciting to see where the, it's going to be super exciting to see where the league goes and who's going to be the next guy in the yes. NFL, you know in the nba that gets the green light from the league to be the face agreed agreed uh and and look just back to the sixers for a minute 
Tell me who's having a better year than Joel Embiid. I don't know. I don't know, man. And you know what's so funny? You know, one of the one of the things that these analytics nerds always said about Jokic and Embiid is that Jokic kills them in the advanced stats. But guess what? That 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 distance has severely closed. Um, and all the important advanced advanced stats, um, the top three guys are always um Embiid, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and um um Jokic. Mm-hmm. So now you can't fall back on the whole advanced analytics. That's why Jokic is better. Embiid is right there with him. So now you now so now all you have to do is now all you can do is rely on the eye test. And the eyes are telling you Embiid is having the best season right now in the NBA. Yeah. 34, uh, 34.4 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, six assists. That's impressive. He's just behind Maxi, who's who's got six point seven per game uh, in terms of leading the team. Uh, 1.1 steals, almost two blocks per game. You know, he's just, he's gotten better. He recognizes the double team coming quicker. Um, I think he's, he really trusts Maxi. Like you can see that, like that's a, that's a great, you know, relationship that those two have. They have good role players around them where, where guys aren't just looking to get theirs, you know, and it's, it's yeah, right. And Mike points out he shoots well at the foul line. Absolutely. There's just so many things that he does well. And I know that, you know, the, the cynic is going to say, all right, call me in the playoffs. That's fine. I'm just telling you right now. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm, I'm just telling you right now in the early going through what, you know, 26 games, it, he's the MVP. Um, and Max, he's been awesome. Taking nothing away from Maxi. I you just got it. How do you, how you do not love him? Almost 26 points per game, 6.7 assists per game, getting almost a steal per game. Um, you know, and he's a he's a solid little rebounder for a guard. He gets you four rebounds per game. So yeah. there's a lot to like. I think both guys are absolutely all stars. And it's nice to see none of the Harden drama, none of the Doc Rivers drama. I think Nick Nurse is coaching them up to their to the best of their abilities. It's it it's it's been a nice thing to to be able to keep your eye on here, you know, with them. Yeah, it's like it's like we're just it's like we're just talking about basketball with this team now. Right. That's it. And that's refreshing. Sometimes yeah. all I want to do is talk about what's happening on the court. I don't care about no, I don't care about none of their personal lives. Yeah. Do y'all. This is y'all lives. But mm-hmm. on the court, that's all I care about. And yep. so far, it's that's what it's a bit that's what that's what it's been all about. And I'm so grateful for that. And um, you never know. Maybe Maxi puts himself in the category of most improved player of the year. You never know. Could be. Yeah, it could be. All right. So uh, speaking of most improved tone, Flyers beat the Devils last night, three two in overtime. They've won seven of eight. They're now 18, 10, and three on the season. And how about the backup goalie, uh, Sam Urson? He's 7 0 1 in his last eight starts. This guy has played spectacularly. And John Tortorella, the early conversation for coach of the year uh, in, in, the, in the NHL to have the Flyers where they are right now. You got to love it. You got to love it, man. Look, man, the city can use all the positivity that they can get, man. That's true. Um, this Philadelphia uh, Eagles team obviously has fallen off. Uh, the Sixers are playing well for the most part, but obviously yeah. we, we 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 look to them as like you know the playoff conversation. But as far as the Flyers, man, they've been down for so long. You know what what is it over the past? They they've only lost one game so far so far throughout the entire month of uh, December. That's unbelievable. Right, yeah, I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, well, let me check this out. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. In the last eight games, they're seven and one over the last eight. Yep. That's awesome. It is seven and one in the last eight. 
Yeah, I, I just I love we, we were talking about this during the pre-show meeting. They're that team that the other team is like, damn, we're gonna have to play every minute hard. Like you, there's no guys taking time off because they're all fighting for jobs, essentially. They're all fighting to establish a career in the NHL. They know this coach won't play. He will sit your rear end down in two seconds if you're not giving full effort. So they're that pain in the ass team that the, the incoming team is like, all right, we, we got to go hard the entire time where there are other teams where you can take some nights off. The Flyers aren't a take a night off team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, next up uh, on the 21st, um, they have the Nashville Predators. They're 18 and 14. So that's going to be a good test. Um, going to be a good test for them. Um, but again, man, love everything about the Flyers right now. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an exciting story. No doubt. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a pleasant surprise, right? Oh, by the way, we'll have Al Morgani tomorrow at, at 12.30. So we'll talk Flyers Sweet. with Al. You know Al. We can talk everything with Al. So it'll be Flyers, Eagles. We'll mix in all kinds of Al's. Al's got a unique look on life. All right. That's the <laughs> to say the least. All right. So we'll talk to him. This was interesting, too. John Morant came back, Tone, after a 25-game suspension for off-court stuff last night. And – not only does he drop 34, 6, and 8, he hits the game winner uh, in their game over the Pelicans last night. So, uh, pretty pretty unbelievable return. Man, John Moran is still the real deal. Let's just call it what it is. Now, obviously, it's the regular season and, you know, uh, the up and down nature of the regular season in terms of, you know, how to, how it's played. It's a very fast paced um, get up and down the court. Um, the game doesn't really slow down that much, so that plays well to his game. But also, you got to take into take into account that he stayed in shape. You know, yep. he you know he 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 kept his body he kept his body right and um got a good credit where credit's due. Had uh, had the game winner. You know, he's back, baby. Now can he, now let's just hope he stays on the court and stays away from the uh, gun range. <laughs> well, that's it. Nobody's ever questioned his ability. Right. This is about the maturity and the ability to to not to keep yourself on the floor for your team, for the league, for you. So you can make as much money as possible. You know, it, it's time to grow up, you know, and if everything that went on the last year plus hasn't done that, then I, I don't know, man, I, I, I would be really worried if that's the case. Agree. But I think, I think, you know, I think he'll, I think, I think he's learned his lesson. I want to believe that. So I believe that. Yeah, I hope so. I, because I like watching him play. He's you know, exciting. I, if you're if you're a fan of the game, you enjoy watching this guy, you know, and he's he's a big time player. The body control, the way he drove to the lane, spinned to his right, and then in mid flight contorted his body his, to get yeah, around. His ability to hang and and absorb contact and, and still control finish. his body in the touch at the crazy. Rim. That's Remarkable. where you're He's bigger, obviously. He's taller, but that's where he reminds me of AI. Like he's fearless to go to the rack. He he gets hit, and I hope he'll he it'll hold he'll hold up in his career. But he can take contact and still finish. That's he's remar- he's a, he's a remarkable talent. He is he is for sure. There's no question about that. All right, I want to hit you as back to the Eagles for a minute. How do you view this Giants game? Does it have to look like a blowout? Does it have to look convincing for you, or do you just need to see the elements that they're getting better? It's more cohesive on offense. They're doing things on defense that we haven't seen in a minute. How do you view the Giants game? Um, I think they need to. I think they need to smack them up. But will they? I don't think so. 
Um, so I'm look, I'm quite frankly, I'm looking for a blowout. I'm looking for You're a ten blowout. and a half point favorites. I'm looking for a blowout, flat out. The sports books say you should blow them out, then you better blow them out. Yeah. Anything less, okay, whatever. So that's from that's to answer your question. That's exactly what I'm looking for. They have no time to BS at this point, Rob. They yeah. didn't already play with their food for serve, for the past few weeks. Yeah, they've been playing. With, they've been playing with their food all season. Yeah, let's be honest. They've been playing with their food all year, mm-hmm. and this it's 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 put up a shut up time. I, like I don't know how many times we can say week after week it's put up a shut up time. You know, okay, you got to get serious. You got to get serious. At some point, man, we gotta we gotta say to ourselves, maybe is this, is this who they are? Well, the urgency's you know? there in ten different ways, Tone. The urgency's there, first of all, if, if you want to get out of that five seed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, first and foremost, the urgency's there if you simply want to be playing better ball going into the playoffs. The urgency might be there for Brian Johnson if he wants to be the offensive coordinator next year. You know, the urgency has got to be there for a lot of people uh, at at this point. There's urgency for other guys if they want jobs here next year. So Mm -hmm. you don't start getting it together. And and there is no there there wasn't this excuse last week either. Let me be clear. But there's no more excuse that you're playing the 49ers or the Cowboys. None. Absolutely. You should have beat you should have beat the Seahawks. Yeah, they, they need to get their act together. Hang on one second. I got to let somebody in. Tone, give me no, one no, second. No, no, no. You're all good. You're all, all right. good, my man. You know, so like Eagles fans, like the, the fact of the matter is, you know, when you when you look at this Philadelphia Eagles team, you say to yourself, who are they? Who do, like who who do they who do they want to be? Right? Who do, who do they want to be remembered as? And for me, I see a team that doesn't have their identity intact. Um, they don't have their confidence intact. Um, they don't have their business or they don't have um they don't have uh their their affairs in order right coach staff is all over the place and then again i look at nick sirianni as a guy who's slowly unraveling a guy who's slowly losing control of this uh of this locker room and it's uh, and it, it can only get worse but we'll find out mike fittery uh, he says offense gets uh, gets going that's our only chance to compete with any team in the league at this point absolutely absolutely because the defense is it going to change Let's let's be frank about this, right? Eagles fans, I'm asking y'all directly. Do you guys truly believe this defense is going to get better? Be honest. And if you and if you feel like it will, I'm I'm okay with that. But I just want to know well, genuinely, do you think this defense is going to get better? Uh, where are we at? John Gianpetro says offense just doesn't establish anything, just looks like a mess. Absolutely. Forte says, play for your damn job. You're right. You guys are right. Play for your damn job. Play, play like you got pride on the line or something. I don't know. The offense is too talented to look too talented to look the way they look. And then the defense, you ask yourself, coaching, player, personnel, well, what's what? So again, I ask you guys, do you guys truly see this defense getting better? I don't know. Mike Fittery says no. It can it can make timely plays, though. Charlie Swift says Eagles overpaid bombs playing like garbage. Backup trucks. <laughs> uh, Eagles overpaid. Bum was playing like garbage. Backup trucks. Put tarp on the field. I can't watch anymore. Turn out the lights. It's, it's over. It's over bulldozers. Turn this place into a parking lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Charlie Swift. Um, seems like you work in construction or something, my man, or or development. But I mean, you bring up a good point. Uh, the defense has not lived up to expectation. We thought at the very least the defense would 
steadily improve, right? We thought we thought that we could say, okay, they're going to learn week after week, and they're going to eventually become uh, a just above average defense, which is pretty much what you all you need really to win a Super Bowl these days. You don't need a number one defense to win; it makes it easier, it helps, but you don't need a number one defense to win a Super Bowl in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four or beyond. You need at least a top 12 defense. You need a playoff level defense, right? A defense that knows how to get off the field, um, you know, when needed. A defense that can make a couple plays, um, be it interceptions or forced fumbles. Um, you need a defense that's just competent, that knows how to get off the field on third down. Basically, you need a defense that's just top 12 in most important categories. And if you got that and your offense is ranked top five or whatever it may be, you could win a Super Bowl. You can win a Super Bowl with you can win a Super Bowl with a top 10 offense and a top 12 defense. Facts. It's just, it's just facts. Because sometimes it comes down to opportunity. Sometimes it comes to, it comes down to circumstance. And you know, I'm curious to know what Rob feels about this, right? Because yes, sir. you know, I you know, I, I feel like I feel like in today's offense, I'm sorry, I feel like in today's uh NFL, you can win a Super Bowl with a top 10 offense and a top 12, top 13 defense. I, I believe agree. that. Totally agree. I think you know you look at the Chiefs last year. They're way better this year defensively, but they weren't where they are this year. Last year, what you here's what you need, Tone. You need to have a pass rush, and they had the Chiefs had that with Chris Chris Jones and some of the other guys. The Eagles should, on paper, have that. What you need is a pass rush and an opportunistic defense, meaning a defense and get some turnovers. That's the part I worry about a little bit. Is are they going to be able to get the turnovers? Because we haven't seen that yet this year. I know the pass rush is there. I, I know that, man. This is where this is where the tweaks need to come in with Patricia. I, I'm not going to lay last week on him. That he, you know, the guy took over last week. But I want to see tweaks. I want to see some scheme, scheme this thing up a little bit more, where you're getting more out of these guys and you're covering up the back end. So let your defensive line eat a little bit, cover up the linebacker play, cover up some of the things that are going on in the secondary. And it, yeah, and and Trey's right. They need some coverage sacks. That's yeah, a thing, that's though. a good point, Trey. Yeah, and that's that's the tough thing. I don't know, you know, I don't know that these guys are capable of coverage sacks, meaning staying on the receiver that long. But and either way, either way, the point is, your 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 initial point is right. Your the offense on this team should be good enough. That if your defense is solid, you can still win a Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. Like You don't need a top five defense to win a Super Bowl anymore. You don't need yeah. that. We're not in that NFL. If your, def- if your defense is just above average and your offense is top tier, you can win it all. You can. Easily. Yeah, you can. That's why, like, I, if you're asking me right now, do I think the Eagles get out of the NFC? My, my honest answer is no. But I, I don't say it's impossible. I don't. Um, I think there's there's still talent there, and enough talent there. For the other thing, Tone, we just don't know what weird stuff is going to happen in the playoffs. How often does it go totally chalk, where all the top seeds win, and everybody's you know that's oh the one seeds playing the two seed in the NFC Championship game? You never know what could happen. Weird stuff happens a lot of times. The Giants upset the Vikings last year, you know, early in the postseason. Mm-hmm. We, nobody saw that coming. Like just weird stuff happens sometimes, which could make your road easier, could make your road harder, but it could make your road easier if you're the Eagles, depending on where you end up. What you need to do is you got to get out of this five seed. You got to get out of the five seed. You end up being, 
you know, you end up being the two or or the three, which you could be the three too. Detroit could get ahead of you. It's different than the five seed. Um, mm-hmm. So I think those things happen. I hate to say it too. We're going to look back at last year because that was so perfect. They had so much talent on both sides of the ball. And we are going to, we are going to rue the day that that team didn't finish the job. Uh, we are, man. We are, unless they win it this year or next year, we're going to look back and say that was the team. They had it across the board. Yeah. The only oh. area they didn't have it is the, the most ironic part of this whole season is the special teams is way better than it was last year. Yeah, you're right. And you know? um, I think it is going to be something that haunts them for a while. Yep. And part of me feels like it's haunting them now. You know, I think they, I, I think it, you can't help but think to yourself, especially when, when, when you're in a situation like this, you can't help but think to yourself, damn, we were that close to winning it all. What the hell went wrong? Without how did we how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Right? How do we how do we fall from how how did we fall from the throne like this? Yeah. And um that's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. And John points out, you know, um, you know, the Phillies limped into the playoffs and then got hot, you know, a couple of years ago when they got to the World Series. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we, but, we, we have seen it happen. Um, there's yeah. no doubt about that. So anything's possible, but I'm trying. You're, 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 I'm trying to see a way tone where somebody knocks the Niners off. Like, I do. I think the Cowboys could cough it up in the in the playoffs again. Absolutely, especially if they're on the road. Mm-hmm. San Fran looks really tough to beat. I hate they're, to say they're sound. They're, they're sound. They're sound, man. They would have to have, and honestly, they would have to. They, they would have to lose Trent Williams for them to fall off like that. Yeah, they would have. And I'm not hoping for guys to get hurt. Don't get it twisted. But um, it's just. A lot would have to change for the 49ers for them to not get to where they want to be. Without a doubt. And a doubt. I, I don't I don't I don't see it, man. I don't know. But they're the only ones I view that way in the postseason. Yeah. I don't like I think Dallas is is beatable. Detroit's beatable. Just don't get Dallas at home. That's all. No, I agree. I agree. Mm. Um, but at some point, I'm I'm counting on San Fran continuing what they're doing. At some point, they're going to have to go on the road if they, if they're going to get to the Super Bowl. If San Fran ends up being the one seed, but nonetheless, uh, the Eagles aren't done. I don't believe that. I still believe in the character of this team. I don't like what's happened lately. I don't like all the leaks. I'm nervous, Rob. I'm nervous. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm 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 my confidence is shaking. I have to be honest with myself. My yeah, I don't know how it is. Shaking. How it wouldn't be. My confidence is shaking. I see. I, I see a team that's slowly dying a slow death. And it may I don't. Be a, it may, that may be the case, Tone, and they may be a team that in the off season, they you need to get the paddles out and do some things that you didn't think you'd have to do um, to get them back. And and that this I hate to say it, this season could go down as sort of a teaching moment, a, a learning lesson, if you will. Nobody wants to hear that right now. I get it with three games left in the regular season, but that's what it might turn out to be. I'm not ready that – maybe I'm just not ready mentally to accept that yet. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I really believe that you can write a lot of your ills over the next three weeks, and it can look vastly different. Sports are like that. You know, I mean, you can you, – especially the NFL. You can look down – like they were riding high at 10-1. and one. Three weeks later, look where we are. You know? And yeah. we're down now. Think about what three weeks later can look like if you get yeah. going. 
It can really change things. It can change very, very quickly. And I know the talent isn't as good that they're playing against, but so what? They need, frankly, they need a couple cupcakes. Yeah, yeah, every yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I I can see what you mean by that. Every team needs a couple punching bags so they can remember who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little tune, some tune ups. Yeah. Um, I just wish they I wish they got that buy, man. They could use the buy so bad, but I, I just agree. don't. I, look, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, but I've almost conceded that to the Niners at this point. Yeah, I have. I have as well. I have as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, if I get the two, okay, so be it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. But what right. you can't have is the five. You can't be in that five hole. And actually, you know what? Part of me says to myself, if they got that by, that probably would be the worst thing for them. They need momentum. They need to keep this thing going. Yeah. They they, they, they don't deserve a week off. Let's put it that way. That Well, <laughs> that's, an, that's an interesting thought because I think to get the two, they're going to have to win out. So they're not even going to really have the luxury of sitting guys, especially in the last game. So that is something where you can ride the wave straight in. We've seen teams do that many times. So it isn't the worst thing in the world, I'll tell you that, to, to have to go in hot. To coming into something hot, it, it can work. It just depends on what team you, how, you know, what your team is and how much gas you have left at, you know, by the end. But nonetheless. Absolutely. absolutely. Only one way to find out, man. Yep. You know, and, they, and they got the Giants this week. We'll see if they can uh... – Turn Tommy DeVito into a chicken colored. <laughs> yes, we'll sir. All right. That'll do it. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody streaming, everybody listening. Appreciate you guys. Uh, don't go anywhere. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Tone will be uh, be in there as well. And uh, we'll have Al Morgani tomorrow. And we will uh, we'll really start to look ahead to the Giants and what the Eagles had the last three games of the regular season as well. And we'll hit, you know, Sixers, Flyers, the whole nine, like we always do. All right, everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday. Tone, great job. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll be yes, back sir. at the same place, same time tomorrow. Enjoy. Talk to you, everybody. Thanks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.